Hi there. Uh, <laughs> what's up, guys? Hey, how are you? I'm doing great. I hope you're doing well. We're doing good. Welcome, everybody, to a very special edition of the Garf Network. I'm Matt. And I'm Eric. And I'm Charles. <laughs> I'm Charles. <laughs> and tonight we are joined by WWE referee and big-time horror aficionado, aficionado Charles Robinson. Charles, welcome. Welcome, sir. Thank you so much. It is good to be here. And I cannot say the fancy words that you're saying, aficionado. Is that what it was? <laughs> <laughs> what is that? I don't even know what that is. I'm just a referee. I count to three, okay? <laughs> well, no. I, um, like like I was, we, we were talking a little bit before you came on. This has been a, a big, big show for me to do personally. Uh, love wrestling, love horror, and, and knowing you're a big horror fan. Um, I, I've been wanting to talk to you because I've seen you post all the awesome stuff you collect and and everything you do and 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 Eric, you were talking about how wrestling and horror and 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 rock and roll we all kind of mix yeah. together and you know we we want to sit here and get to know about you about horror and 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 how it came to be. Well, I'm ready to do that, man. You know, I like to share um, what little bit of knowledge I have and answer any questions that anyone might have out there. So. I'm ready to, to do this. All right. Well, I mean, what was your introduction to horror? How did, how did you get into this genre? Well, you know, I think a lot of us, when we're young kids, uh, when the TV stations only had two or three channels, and you'd flip it, and universal horror, you know, your, your Draculas, your Frankensteins, your mummy, uh, the Wolfman, and my favorite, the creature from the Black Lagoon. That was you know, my first taste of horror. And then as the time went on, I discovered Hammer Horror with Christopher Lee as Dracula, um, who, in my opinion, is the best Dracula ever. And um, it just, you know, it just went on from there. Um, I think the first George Romero film that I saw was Dawn of the Dead. <laughs> uh, you know, I think for a lot of us, I, I'm not quite old enough to have seen Night of the Living Dead in the movie theaters, but I had a good friend of mine from church, nonetheless, he <laughs> snuck me in. <laughs> he snuck me into a midnight showing, um, small place in Charlotte called Eastland Mall. They ran a lot of midnight movies there, Rocky Horror, Head, and of course, Dawn of the Dead. And once I saw Dawn of the Dead, all those special effects, I was hooked. 100% hooked. When you, and we were talking off air a little bit, the, the connection uh, between wrestling and horror. What do you what do you think it is? Uh, I think it's just, you know, with wrestling and horror fans and rock and roll fans, it's just a carefree attitude, you know, maybe a little bit of rebellion in there, too. Um, I think that has a lot to do with it. We're not we're not real prissy and, and, and proper, if you will. You know what I'm saying? And and at what point did you you become a collector? What uh, what was it that set you off? Uh, well, you know, before I started collecting, I was so hooked on special effects makeup. When I was in high school, that's that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to do special effects makeup, and for Halloween or not even Halloween, I would come in with big gashes or my my eyeball hanging out or guts hanging out or the brains. I read everything I could from Tom Savini, uh, 
famous monsters of Filmland. They always had everything showing you how to do makeup. And that's what I wanted to do first. But I grew up in a small town in North Carolina. It's called Mooresville. We probably had 10, 12,000 people in the town and I wanted to get out. So in 1982, I joined the Navy and one of the places I got stationed was Connecticut. And we took a train to Manhattan all the time. And some of the biggest movie poster houses, warehouses were located in New York. And the very first thing I bought was a Friday the 13th poster and a Halloween poster and a Dawn of the Dead poster. So those were my first three uh, things I, I collected. And this was in 1982, circa? 1982, 83, when mm -hmm. I was there, yep. So, um, and I, I just love collecting movie posters. They're hard to display. You know, you can only have so much wall space. But um, <laughs> I, have, I have movie frames that are very easy to take apart. So every few months, I can switch everything out. That's a level I need to get to. That's smart. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, I like that strategy. And and I, I like to do not just the American posters. I love the British, uh, the quads mm -hmm. posters. I love those. I have a, a one. Actually, I have a zombie signed by George Romero um, on my wall. I have a American werewolf in London. It, their artwork is it's different than the U.S. version. Um, and I love it. I tried to win a Night of the Living Dead one the other day, but it went for twenty five hundred dollars. And Whoa. yeah, a little yeah. rest for my blood. <laughs> yeah. So do you find yourself searching online and getting in bidding wars often? Is that uh, the lifestyle? Every, almost every week. Uh, <laughs> I have a specific place I go to. It's called emovieposter.com. Mm -hmm. uh, they're all originals. And they stand by their products, and they're good people. So that's who I use. Do you yeah. still have? Oh, go ahead, man. I was gonna say, do you still have those original posters that you got back in the day? I do have them. Nice. Yeah, yeah. The um, the Halloween and the Friday Thirteenth are back against the wall. Nice. All my George Romero posters, except for the the British Quad, they're in storage right now. So yeah. just switching out. I was going to switch everything out for this, but I said, <laughs> that's too much work. My light went away on my, there we go. Sorry about that. But, um, but yeah, Japanese movie posters are great too. They're a little bit smaller, um, a lot easier to display. So uh, movie posters are, are fun to do. Yeah, I'm I'm happy that I uh, I got into poster movie poster collecting one sheet collecting in like yeah. the late late 90s early to mid 2000s, but I, when when prices were still reasonable, I I can't imagine, you know, what they were going for in 1982. I, I imagine they were dirt cheap or yeah, they were really really cheap. You know, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I probably paid eight bucks. Oh hey, eight to ten bucks for those. Yeah, I, I feel the same way about VHS now. I remember when I could get a VHS tape for two bucks like 20 years ago, right. and now the same thing's like 25 bucks. And I'm like, yeah, no, yeah. I don't need it that yeah. bad for the cover art. Yeah, that's why I've started doing that too, you know, looking for the old VHSs. Um, one of the very first VHS tapes that I got, my brother got me for my birthday, it was the Thorn video of Dawn of the Dead. And I think he paid 110 bucks for that Ooh. back mm. when it came out. 
I had to be around 82 when that came out on video, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, yeah, that's about right. Yeah. yeah I it, had gotta... that, it had that nice hard shell clamshell, mm-hmm. I guess you call it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm I'm thinking about the uh, intro music, the thorny MI music right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, I mean that's how we watched it for all those years. You only had one company putting them out, and that's right. That artwork, the clamshell, and the intros they they stick with you. That's and and that's and and I always joke. I like whenever we get a new box set of a movie, I would love the old VHS like addition to be on there as well just to take you back to that old you can't see it the tracking marks and the old video intros are always my favorite because they take me right back to being a kid exactly and i still have a vcr so i still watch watch vhs tapes every once in a while <laughs> I, I had to go buy a laser disc player just to watch my george romero movies on laser disc oh, those are and, great yeah, and and they're I mean they're a pain in the butt to collect because they're heavy. They take up a lot of space, and that player is like fourteen inches tall. Uh, right. It's not exactly the 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 easiest thing to have around, but I love it. I got a a Betamax of Dawn of the Dead a couple years ago. My wife got wow. me for Christmas. I don't have a Betamax player, but I had to I had to have Dawn on every single like format. Well, and, that's that's what we do as collectors, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You don't want just one. You want every way that it was distributed and released. That's the even, way we want it. Even if you can't watch it, you just have to, it has to look good on the shelf sitting right there and go, maybe one day I'll find a Betamax player and put it in and hope it doesn't eat it. But yeah, I got a um, American Werewolf, an old copy from London and the tape is broken. I can't watch it, but I still wanted it just because of the artwork of the case. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I even have a couple of those CED discs. You know those in the plastic case that you put yeah. in? I have a couple of those, like an uh, uh, Escape from New York. Um, oh, wow. I, I have a few of those. Again, I don't have a CED player, but uh, Escape from New York a, is a great, a great movie to have. CED. That's the only George Romero CED. Wow. You, you got to pick that one up, Matt. I, I know. Do you have the uh, Japanese laser disc for Dawn of the Dead? The VHD? or? Yeah. or- uh, is so that what you're in the black box with the gold lettering? Yeah, yes. on it? yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the only one I don't have is the, I, I the perfect collection. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't have that one. So, I'm yeah, looking it's, for it. I'm looking for it. It's it, it's amazing how much stuff that I mean, we, we we get it on every new format that comes out, and then we pay three times as much to have it on a dead format because we yeah. have to have it. Yeah. Um, you know, even just looking at you know some of the discs overseas, I, I love to buy foreign Blu-rays. Mm-hmm. Um, and, oh, and sometimes, you know, paying 60 or 70 dollars or pounds or whatever it is, you have to have it because it's either got one special feature or artwork that you don't have. And it just it, it, it it's a sickness. Yeah. Well, Arrow Video, before they started selling stuff in the U.S., I would go over there on on a tour and I would bring back 30, 40 different dvds you know and and at that time they didn't have the machines that would play everything Mm -hmm. um so i would have them to sit on the shelf but now i have a multi-region blu-ray player so i can play them uh will is asking if we have a dawn uhd and i i have a dawn uhd oh wow I do not. That's that's the one format I don't have. I keep. I remember when it came out in two thousand seven, two thousand eight. I I kept yeah. putting it off, kept putting it off, and now I'm going to end up paying for it literally 
for something I'm I'm not going to buy a PSP for. But again, I got I got to put it on there with my other 85 oh, copies of Dawn. But what do you, what do you have now? What did you just get? Huh? I just got. Oh, yeah. Dun dun dun. Yes. <laughs> I'm gonna hold it tight. I, I I'm more excited about the special features than mm -hmm. I am about the movie itself because I mean Me I've too. seen it ten thousand times, but just to see all this stuff in one in one set, it's it's oh I can't and, talk enough about it. And, and I think there's some new features as well, right? They're not yeah. old mm -hmm. from other yeah. releases. So yeah, I mean the. You know, and, and again, I like the special features like they have with like Johnny Amplis and Roy Frumkus and Jim Crutt and, you know, friend of the show, Tom Dubinsky. We like to joke that Tom Dubinsky is a, a, a good friend of ours and a big listener of the show and everything. And we were excited when we see him on there. So that kind of right. stuff is, is I would have bought this just as a special disc. Right. And and paid for what I did because that's the kind of stuff I love to hear. Mm -hmm. awesome. Can't wait to get mine. Oh. I got I got two more box sets coming. I got the Blu-ray and I bought another four case. <laughs> wow. I have the um from Shout Factory I have They Live, the exclusive set with the figure and everything. Uh, and, just, and just ordered the uh My Bloody Valentine with ooh, the NECA figure. figure. Too. I, I mm. saw that. Yeah, yeah. I I was I was debating on the uh on the They Live set. I'm gonna definitely get it in 4K. I just don't think I'd be allowed to have another figure in the collection. So I think the wife is going to dictate whether or not I get that figure at some point or not, but well, <laughs> maybe, maybe all your listeners can pool their money and get you the figure. <laughs> yeah. And it's, and it's a movie my wife doesn't like what, and you're still married. What? That's a great I, movie. I didn't know that until after we got married. Now it's going to cost me obviously, too much to get obviously. the but yes, every time it's on and, and that street fight comes on, she goes, God, this is so stupid. I was like, I'm going to do that to you in that alley sometime. And she's like, yeah, whatever. I'm Come like, on, Roddy Piper. How? I mean, you, you can't go wrong with a Roddy Piper movie. No, absolutely not. So yeah, that's yeah. great. <laughs> I'm telling you. So, well, so Charles, what happened after you see Dawn of the Dead? I'm assuming it had a, a pretty significant impact on you. Do you do you then dig deeper into George's career or just follow him? Of course. You know, I mean, like a lot of us, I started re reading Fangoria magazine from issue number one. You know, um, up until a couple years ago, I had all the issues until someone wanted them more than I did. But. You know, you every month they would have something about George in there because he was so prominent and so important to the to the horror genre, especially the zombie. You know, mm -hmm. um, zombies were looked at totally different before George did Night of the Living Dead. And then when he put it in color and all its bloody fake red <laughs> glory, that's my only problem with Dawn of the Dead. You know, the blood's a little bit too bright for my taste. But uh <laughs> But um, I just fell in love with it, you know, and I, I wanted to know everything about George. And then Day of the Dead was coming out. You know, that was so, so exciting when that came out. Um, so it, he always gave you something to look forward to, even if you had to wait a few years. And then later on, I guess he was putting out stuff much quicker. <clears throat> but I watched all the stuff, you know, Season of the Witch, The Crazies. I love The Crazies. That was one of my one of my favorite movies of his. Martin, a completely different take on vampires. Mm -hmm. So 
Um, it's not just the zombie stuff that he does, and that's what most people talk about, but he did many, many things in this uh, this genre that we really love. Mm -hmm. All right, so I, I'm contractually obligated to ask this question on every okay. show. All right. What about Bruiser? <laughs> it's in my collection that I bought, but I don't think I watched it. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you later. <laughs> No, the, the, yeah. I'm, I'm a big Bruiser okay. fan. I'm a very, okay. very big Bruiser fan. So, so I need to watch it. I just didn't pull it out. You know, I bought that four or five pack of George Romero that they had. It was in there, right? I think. It, it may be. Yeah. Maybe. So I just haven't gotten around to watching it. I, I travel for a living, man. Yeah. <laughs> I think I sit around and watch movies all day. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Is there um, with your collecting? Is there anywhere that you draw the line? Like I don't, I don't collect uh, lobby cards or something like that. Yeah. No, if it's something that that I'm interested in, I'll get it. If it's a movie that I really like, I mean, it might even be a movie that's not that popular, and I I don't look at it as an investment for most of it. Like I have a whole set of lobby cards for the Beast Within, you know, just because the lobby cards are great. And, I like the movie myself, but I'm not going to make money if I wanted to sell them. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So I collect for, I collect things that I like, uh, the fun house. I love the fun house. Oh, that's great. Uh, right. Um, mm -hmm. my girlfriend and I, we just watched motel hell the other night. It was her first time, you know, what <laughs> the a new, great the movie. Movies. got the big, yeah. I just bought the big pig head from <clears throat> trick, trick or treat studios. Um, mm -hmm. You know, if it's a movie that I liked and I enjoyed as a kid, and it always goes back to that, the nostalgia. I think as we get older, we want to live in our youth, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, And that's that's a big part of it for me. But there's nothing that, hey, I'll say, I don't want an ID card. I don't want this. No. If something that interests me, I'm going to get it or try to get it. Yeah, I got I got to be selective with my collecting just because of real estate and the the wife goes, "Okay, what'd you buy today when I get another package in the mail?" and then I got to right. kind of my excitement doesn't just justify the purchase. I have to tell her why this was important that I got this other item off of eBay this week and Right. And that, you know, the price always affects me too. I mean, I love the Evil Dead series mm -hmm. in Prime One Studios. They have a brand new big one third scale ash coming out but it's fifteen hundred dollars you know it's like Ooh. right yeah it's just yeah. hard to justify spending that kind of money and you run out of space i mean one of these days i'll take you guys on a private tour of my house i have no <laughs> space in my house for anything else yeah. and i still have i order a lot of stuff from sideshow collectibles mm -hmm. you know great company um but i just don't have room anymore i need to figure out what to do with this stuff I have stuff in boxes in the garage or in the attic. Yeah. Which isn't, which isn't where our collection should be. It right. should be out for everybody to see. Yeah. Do you have you have you ever gotten into collecting actual props? Um screen use stuff. I've tried it's so, so expensive and it's like you have to have an inside. And I don't have an inside to it. Um yeah. the one thing I do have, the Sasuke twins, the the sisters. Mm-hmm. Uh, they redid Rabbit, which is David Cronenberg's mm -hmm. movie, which I freaking love him. Um, they gave me one of the costumes, the surgeon costumes. Oh, nice. And, That's cool. And they gave me part of the intestine, one of the arms, 
<laughs> you know, so um, they've, they've given me a couple things and they're just, they're super sweet girls and they're fantastic directors. Mm -hmm. You know, we're talking about how um, the modern day horror isn't maybe as good. I like their stuff. American mm -hmm. Mary. I love American Mary. Yeah. I think it's a great, great movie. Then they did um, the, the movie with uh, Kane, mm -hmm. you mm -hmm. know, so they, they, they do a great job. Yeah. And, and they love practical effects. Yeah. Which I like. I hate CGI. Mm -hmm. you know, the yeah. first time you see CGI, you go, oh, that was cool. But after that, it's like, eh, now we know how it's done. Yeah. <laughs> And, and even with practical effects, we know how it's done. We've seen Tom do all of his stuff and can yep. effect, but they're it, knowing that it was something someone could touch or tear apart or right. It, it just, it, it puts smell. you more. Yeah. 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 You can smell the latex from your living room. You're like, I know what that smell looks like. And yeah, I know what that smell is. So yeah, no, I, I love when, when directors come out and they just, they love practical effects. You can just, you can see the genuineness of it and, and, and they translate that into the film itself. And there, there's nothing better than watching a film and you're not expecting practical effects and they're good. Exactly. I agree with that 100%. Hopefully we'll never lose practical effects. I understand there's a, a nice medium where you can have both, but I hope we never lose that art. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think a lot of that's been coming back the last couple of years. I mean, we see a lot of we see a lot of directors going back to shoot on film, mm -hmm. which is sometimes weird in 2020 when you can shoot on an iPhone and they're they're shooting film. But you know, the, I think the practical effect there's always going to be the need for it somewhere in every film. There's going to be the need, but it's nice when they can be elaborate and 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 when they reveal the monster, it's it's practical and it look doesn't look like a guy in a suit, even though right. there's a lot of movies we love where we know it's a guy in a suit, but Absolutely. we still love it. It's okay Absolutely. to love the bad special effects just because they, they put it in, they put their, their heart and soul into it. Yeah. The way I look at movies, I don't look at them as being good and bad. I look at them as being entertaining or not mm -hmm. entertaining. Yep. Because there's lots of movies that have won the Academy Award that you can keep. I don't <laughs> find them entertaining at all. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So, um, so I'd rather have a good movie um, that's entertaining instead of just a greatly made movie, mm -hmm. big elaborate Cecil B. DeMille type movie. Mm -hmm. For you kids, Cecil B. was a director a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> Look it up. Google it. <laughs> Let's see. We had a question. Uh, what does Charles think of Knight Riders? Oh, I love Knight Riders. What, what is there not to love, you know? You have motorcycles, you have beautiful women, you know, you have jousting, um, you have Tom Savini, you know, it's, I love the movie. Um, Ed, Ed Harris, is that his name? Yep. 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 Um, so, I mean, I think it's a great movie. I have uh, two different versions of that poster in my collection uh, that George signed a few years ago here in Charlotte that I really, really cherish. So um, I love the movie. People don't like it because it's a little bit long, but hey, you're telling a story. Why rush something and finish it up in 80 or 90 minutes when you can take yeah. your time and tell the story? Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. No, I, I, we were joking with uh, Eric and I were joking. We were in Pittsburgh over the summer and we got on the conversation about Knight Riders and length because we were looking, I was looking through the movie at like four times speed. I was looking for a location reference photo. And I said, I think Knight Riders is 45% Ed Harris lying down without his shirt on. <laughs> I, was like, I walked away from the computer for an hour and he was still shirtless laying down. I was like, I never realized how long he's in that in, in that trailer sitting down with, right. with the bandage on. I was like, I'm going to watch this movie differently. From <laughs> <laughs> but it was a great movie. I think I think George has always said that he that's one of his favorites, if I'm not mistaken. Didn't he say that? Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, it's like his most personal film. Right. When, when you look at it, it's him fighting the dragon of Hollywood and all this stuff. So you can see he, he made that film very differently from the rest that, that he ever did. Right. I'm mm -hmm. glad he did. Yeah, that was one I didn't discover probably until I was late teenagers. Like it wasn't available, and I ended up getting it on VHS. It was right. it was hard to find, and I saw right. it. I was like, "Whoa, this is different." Even when it came out on DVD, it was kind of difficult to find. Yeah, yeah. it wasn't yeah. like a, a big production run on that one. Yeah, uh, and I, I don't think I saw it in the theaters because I don't think it had a big theatrical release, especially here in the Carolinas. So. Um, what year was that released? Do you guys? 81 or 80, 81? Yeah. Well, filmed in 80, probably released in 81, I think. Yeah. And that's crazy. You know, you you had seen Don in the theater and you were hot and ready for his next yeah. movie and didn't yeah. get a didn't chance get to see it. Yeah. 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 That's crazy. Hmm. Um, Charles, you're on the your your work carries you on the road all over the world. Uh, do you use that as an opportunity to to pick and uh, enhance your collection? Oh, absolutely! And you know, um, when I go to Europe, of course, I look for the British quad movie posters all the time. I look for soundtracks. Uh, I love collecting soundtracks. Um, probably one of the, my favorite places was in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Just this little hole hole in the wall place and they had tons of movie posters and i just went crazy there spent way too much money uh had them all shipped home because you don't want to carry them with you on a tour bus mm -hmm. but um you know i run across comic book stores that have statues uh found a nice ash from the evil dead uh sideshow statue and uh bought that and they shipped it for me and it broke cool yeah, broke his arm off. So, uh, but they they gave me half price, so it's okay. I just glued it back, and it was good. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, um, there, there's all kinds of places. Australia's big. Um, New Zealand's big for for movies. Um, Japan is incredible. Their movie posters. I I don't know if you're familiar with the Japanese style movie posters, but their artwork is out of this world. I mean, it is completely different than the American artwork. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I've collected all the Friday the 13th posters, Halloween posters, and everything from there. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, we have we have a friend that lives in Japan, and he's he's written for Fangoria for the years. And, oh, wow. And big with the Godzilla crowd. But he's been doing a lot of writing over the last 10, 12 years, doing, like, different books with retrospectives and stuff. and. It's it's amazing how Japan kind of keeps that flame going. It's it's yes. always been one of those hotbeds, especially for George stuff. Dawn and Day, 
huge yep. over there still. And it, it's it's awesome to see. I don't know what it is about those films in Japan that they keep going back to. I'm thankful that they do. Right. Because it, it I don't I again I don't know what it is. I love it. And it just it just sucks that it's so hard to get that stuff over here sometimes. And you know, you're you're looking yeah. online and you're like, oh, it's only you know, five thousand yen, which is whatever in American, but it's like four hundred extra dollars for shipping. Shipping's ah. the worst. Yeah. <laughs> I collect, I get all kinds of stuff from music. I'm, I'm a George Michael Wham fan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you can get that, yeah. And um, I have, I have people send me stuff, and just to ship it, you're right. I had these action figures sent over, and it was four times what the cost of the figures were to have it shipped over. Um, <laughs> so I'm ready to go back to Japan, go a couple of days early, stay a couple of days late, and take an extra suitcase <laughs> that's the yeah. best way to do it i mean the the price of adding the luggage to the airplane is going to be a lot less than yeah. shipping and waiting two weeks to get it so no yeah. i agree with you on that yeah well when you fly as much as we do you have a little bit of status so they don't charge for the extra bag nice. <laughs> i just hit i just hit two million miles with american airlines but that gives you an idea how much we fly oh wow that's that's with one airline yeah so, yeah, I, I don't know. I've only flown three times in my life. I don't think I'm ever going to rack up <laughs> frequent flyer miles. <laughs> I hope you went somewhere fun. I went, uh, my first plane ride was to Orlando for Disney, and then okay. I, I flew to the Sundance Film Festival. Oh, wow. Um, That'd be fun. Yeah, and I was by myself, so I was a little nervous about that. But I, I was like, I, I said to my wife, I said, I'm going cross country by myself on a plane. And yeah. You know, 9 a.m. I was in the airport having a beer because I needed to calm down. <laughs> it's a little... I, was, I was probably the guy behind you in TSA saying, what's this guy doing? <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> yep. No, it wasn't too bad. It wasn't too bad. But, yeah, no, I'm ex- I'm excited to get back and do it again, you know, flying and whenever we can get there. Because that's my wife me said too. when I, I turned 40 in January, she said um, she's going to take me to L.A. so we can visit some of the Halloween locations they live. Oh, wow. So I'm, I'm excited to do that next year, just to go to LA, just to see some of those sites and, and finally be out on the West coast. I've never been. So yeah, that'd be fun. I've, I mean, I've been to LA seriously, probably a hundred times and I, with work, I don't have time to go out and do all the sightseeing mm-hmm. stuff. The other thing I always do, um, I go to the record store there and that's it. That's all I have time for, but I want to do what you're going to do. Go visit all the movie sites. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you, whenever you can do it, take an extra day or two and make yeah. a Google map and just plot your course. Uh, take screenshots from the DVD or the TV or whatever. Yeah. I mean, that's what that's what Eric and I do. Like I said, when we go yeah. to Pittsburgh, we'll spend 20 minutes lining up a shot and we refer back to our phone and we're like, no, 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 we're over this way. And, you know, it's half the fun not just being there, but, you know, standing there and recreating what we can. Yeah. Um, and, and you're down in North Carolina, so you're you're in a little hotbed, you know, with the new Halloween movies, right? Yeah, Scream, Scream, yep. Um, yep. I I know what you did last summer. I I went down and did some of that this summer. Um, you know that that's half the fun. That's what I love about horror is they're always filmed in real locations. Exactly. Very you, very few mm-hmm. are they inside a studio doing it. Yeah, yeah, I'm friends with David Arquette, and he was telling me about them rapping on it, and he's very very excited about the new Scream movie. So. Yeah, it's going to be good. I can't uh, wait. Yeah, I'm excited too. I got a lot of friends that are huge Scream fans. And, yeah. 
It's, I'm a big I, Nev Campbell fan, is what I am. <laughs> I am too. Hi, Nev. <laughs> my girlfriend, I think my girlfriend's watching from her house, so she do that. She knows, she knows I got a thing for Nev. It's <laughs> all right. We're always allowed to. That's right. And we are allowed. Hey, Charles, I got a couple of questions from sure. the viewers. Uh, let's see. So, uh, do you collect Japanese Dawn of the Dead items? I do have uh, the Japanese posters for Dawn of the Dead, Day of the Dead, um, but that's it. I don't have any, like, none of the, actually, I'll just lie. I remembered there was a three, um, three different figures that they had, one was Savini, a couple of the different uh, zombies, and I got George to sign those. So if they weren't in my box that was stolen, I still have those. Those at the, the Land of the Dead ones? Um, they were Dawn of the Dead. Oh, Dawn. It was Tom oh, Savini as the motorcycle guy. The kind of melty looking they got guys. The, the long yeah. hands, they're like super. Yes, yeah, they I, look I really good. Yeah. Um, I think they had Flyboy was one of them. Maybe. Mm -hmm. they had, yeah, they had Flyboy, Tom, Lenny Lees, and Paul Muster's Airport Zombie. Yeah. There was four of them. Yeah. I, um, That's right. So, uh, yeah, I do have those unless they got stolen. <laughs> I don't know. It's in a box. <laughs> yeah. What's the, what's the other one? Anything? Any? What's the other question? Let's that see. You have yeah. there? Sorry, uh, Jason. But I hope that answered your question, Jace. Let's see, Will. So, uh, what's your? I guess what's your prize possession? What's your favorite collectible? My favorite overall, <clears throat> or George Romero? Um, we'll go Romero. Yeah, probably. Let's see here. I'm trying to move this. Let's see here. Ooh, there ooh. you go. Nice. My Night of the Living Dead original poster. Mm -hmm. That's probably my prize. Um, there we go. Hope nobody got motion sickness with that. <laughs> but you know, I have all kinds of. I have bust and stuff back here. There's Bob, Airport Zombie. Um, I would love to get a life-size fluffy. That would be pretty cool. Um, I do have a bust that Jason Baker did for me from uh, a fluffy. And it's from Tom Savini's original mold that he did for me and painted. So nice. that's that's surprising. And it's signed by Tom and by George. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, when when you get up here to Pittsburgh, we'll we'll get our friend Dave Bury, and he has one of the crates. Really? Um, yeah. How do he, people find this stuff? I mean, Dave Dave is old school. Like this was back before props and collecting was was a big thing. And right, he's he's got the machete that that Tom uses on Lenny from Dawn. Uh, he's got Major Cooper's brain from Day of the Dead. Wow. Uh, he's got. Um, E.G. Marshall's bus where all the cockroaches come out of. So he has yeah, some really, really good stuff. When you're up this way, we'll call Dave and get you there. And that, that'd be he, great. It's he brings them to he brings them out to conventions. Whenever there's a convention in Pittsburgh and he comes around, he's got a little right. you know suitcase he rolls with him. And one of the one of the best guys around, I think you would get a kick out seeing what he has. Yeah. It's funny. You 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 think you look around your room, you say, Man, I, I have a pretty good collection. And then you see other people's collection, you're like, yeah, I might need some work. You know? <laughs> I don't know if you guys go through that, but I do. Yeah, I, I, ha I have collection envy of a lot of people out there. 
Yeah, some sometimes I do, but I, I like knowing they're in good hands somewhere and they're not of course in a dump somewhere. Like I'm I'm glad someone has them. Yes. Like that. I'm mostly jealous of clean collections like yours that are just perfectly, you know, just so well displayed. You know, <laughs> uh, you know, because like, like I said, too many people like my the, my room right now. It's a mess. It's a you know, if I I won't even turn the camera left or right. That's how big of a mess it is right now in here. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I have I have one friend. He's a huge collector, and he has some. He has a life size creature from the Black Lagoon. Um, he has several. Planet of the Apes figures with original costumes and latex and stuff. Whoa. So yeah, right. So um, I would love to have stuff like that. I have maybe seven or eight animatronics, but you know they take up so much room. They just take up so much room. Yeah, I just got a, a shirt from Patricia Arquette from Stigmata. My oh, wife wow. got my wife got me for our anniversary. It's screen match. It's got all the blood. And she surprised me the other day and said, Well, we'll get a frame and we'll put it upstairs. And my wife's not a horror or movie person. Right. So mm -hmm. for my wife to do that and say that to me un like without me asking, I was like, Wow, this is kind of getting serious. Um, that's cool. Yeah, I'm I'm a big stigmata fan. I, I like a lot of that horror that some people may not like, but there was something about like that movie. And 1999 in general that just stuck with me and, and it came available and I, I kept like messaging her the listing like every day for a week. I was like, it's wow. still available. The guy says it's available. He wants me to have it. So, um, we, Where we, was it? Was that on eBay or what was that on? What, uh, what was it was it? it was on a prop group on Facebook. I was on really? and I just happened to come across the listing and I started talking to the guy and wow. you can verify the screen and just and and you were talking about like having a no into the props. It's it's about talking to the people and, and finding out where it's from and what they like. And you kind of get that vibe from from someone. And and there's a ton of prop groups out there and, and they'll show you if it's screen match, they'll show you where it is and how it lines up. And, yeah. and, that's and that's, it's scary that you're going to get something, <clears throat> excuse me, legitimate. You know, that is that's the terror spending a lot of money for something that's. There's so much yeah. fake stuff out there. Yeah. You and, know, and that that worries me. And just like with bust, I just had I ordered a Wolfman bust recently from a guy back in August. And he kept putting off, you know, that he's gonna send it. And I never get I finally yesterday I got my money back from PayPal. But you know, just people not following through on what they promise. Yeah, that's, you know? that's, that's, I think, I think that over the cost is what stops people from getting into that market because Absolutely. when you look at stuff like guns or swords or stuff like that, like that can easily be recreated with, a, you know, any mold. Um, yep. And that's kind of why I, I, with the stigmata, I was like, who's going to boot like a stigmata shirt? You know, <laughs> that's why sometimes I like watching and liking those certain movies that aren't like super popular that people aren't dying to get their hands on. Um, so and, and that's why I felt comfortable with looking at it and talking to him. And he gave me the backstory of where he got it. So I knew there was some history there. Right. And and he was super quick on the shipping and, and everything else. So it made me confident. Well, good. That's good to hear. Yeah. It's like it's like people ask me on Twitter. They go, is this the real Charles Robbins? It's like. Why would anybody be a fake Charles Robinson? <laughs> Wouldn't they want to be like a Brad Pitt or something like that? Yeah. Not a Charles Robinson? I don't know. It's like we, uh, it was funny. We, we, we said Dave Burian enough times and he showed up. 
<laughs> yeah, we've got to get you guys to get together that, next time yeah, you're in Pittsburgh. That'd be great. For sure. I would, I would yeah. love that. And, and if we he, start running shows, I'll definitely going to be up there. You know. Yeah, he even has the trowel from Night of the Living Dead. What? Or he, oh. he has the uh, the Jason machete from Part 4 that uh, hits him in the side of the head. Yeah. Yep. Wow. He has, yeah. he has a great collection. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He's got one of the Lament configuration boxes from the first Hellraiser as well. Well, here here's my problem, guys, with collecting. You get to have so much. Now, I'm getting up there in age a little bit. So I worry about my daughter having to get rid of all this stuff. <laughs> you know? It's like... She's going to be stuck. I've seen people go into houses and just clear it out. You know, I don't want her to have that yeah. problem. You know, yeah. so so I've really cut back a little bit on how much stuff I buy. It has to be pretty special. Yeah, my there. There's a couple of friends of ours, and and we were talking a couple of years ago that if anything were to happen to me or both of them we're going to step in to help with the collection with the surviving spouse. So we kind right. of, you know, just so it just doesn't disappear for a hundred bucks. It's exactly. you know, to, to take care of it. So we kind of already came to that arrangement and said, look, if anything happens to me, call my wife. She knows you're going to come down and go through everything. So she doesn't, you know, she can keep what she wants and get rid of, but she's not going to get swindled on, right. on trying to sell something by the first, you know, first person that says I'll give you a hundred bucks for that item worth whatever. But yeah. Um, so, yeah. That, 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 happens, um, that happens a lot, unfortunately. I mean, it's good when you're buying it for that price, but but a good person wouldn't do that. I don't think so anyway. I wouldn't do that to a person. No, I, I definitely I, – I, I would hate to see it. So Fair I'd be like, price. You know that's, Fair worth, price. that's worth more than what you're selling. Are you sure yes. you want to let it go for that? Because it's and, – and I'm a buyer. Like, I don't buy stuff to resell. I don't buy stuff to say, I mean, okay, I'm going to hold on to this for a while. Um and, and that's why I'm a little more selective with what I collect because it's so easy to go out and get this figure and that figure there. For me, there's got to be some sort of attachment mm -hmm. outside of a Blu-ray right? Uh, for me to put on my wall or, or, you know, I have a story with every piece of my collection. Oh, that's great. And, and I think that's, that's when you can just sit and talk and be like, I remember when I got that sign, what happened that weekend and, and the conversations and that, and that's why I, it means it means more to me than maybe what it's worth, mm -hmm. and 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 that's the fun part because I have a story with each piece. See, that's awesome. And that's great to hear. That's what I try to do too. I don't like to buy just a bunch of miscellaneous stuff. Um, do you, do any of you guys do like one six scale figures or anything like that? Custom, oh. not not like the NECAs and things like that. Do you do anything like distinctive dummies or anything like that? I haven't really. I do some of the NECA, but no, none of the custom. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I, I've i seen, you know, some really impressive work. I, mm -hmm. I'm not opposed to owning it. It just right. <laughs> gets a little pricey. Yeah, it, it does. Absolutely. Yeah. So, I, I, there's a couple of those collectors on eBay that they'll make the old action figure, like the G.I. Joe cardstock, with the, and they'll make like the random figure and put it in there. Some of those yeah. are really, really, but they only make like two of them. And they're always right. sold out and they're not going. And I'm like, can you make another one? They're like, yep. no, no, I'm not doing that one again. And I'm like, man. Yep. And they do. They go for a lot. <clears throat> Excuse me. I think distinctive dummies, they do really, really good work. I think they're out to Thailand or somewhere. And um, I had some Pennywise figures that were stolen. And I went to try to buy them on eBay. They were like three, 400 bucks. And I paid wow. 85 bucks for it, you know. So um, they're very limited. I think 50, maybe 75 is there yeah the amount 
they can do that without getting in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I like posters. They're a little bit different. I, yeah. I like I like custom posters more than I like custom figures. Oh, Mondo's great. I love Mondo posters. Oh, I don't right? I, I yeah, I was going to say wait, I don't own a Mondo poster cuz they're uh, all they're always they're, sold out before I realized that they they were even on sale. Yeah. Yeah, I have a Nightmare on Elm Street and a uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre Mondo and it's they're great. I put those away. They're not even on the wall. Yeah, it's almost like that's what you have to do with them because you don't, you just don't want to bump into them, and it's like, oh, why do I have it? But I had to have it. Yeah, <laughs> I um, I got the uh, the Universal Monster prints from Sideshow, um, all of them signed by Alex Ross. I got those, and I wow. made copies to put those on the wall. <laughs> 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 you know, and I put the others uh, in a safe place so they don't get messed up. <sighs> that's a good idea to make copies of it. Yeah. Keep you the can't tell one. the difference. Yeah, you can't tell the difference. Yeah, oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, um, Charles, I was curious uh, what yeah. you thought about uh, George's later career. You know, uh, Bruiser. Well, I, I know not Bruiser, but uh, I guess the, the last three uh, Dead films. Did you have a chance to take those in? I did, and and they were they were good. I didn't think they were old school Romero, but you know they were enjoyable. Um, it was what Land of the Dead and. What were the other ones? Uh, Diary and Survival. Diary and Survival. You know, um, probably Land. I like the most out of all three of those. Um, but, you know, they, they were good. They weren't my favorite Romero mm -hmm. stuff. But it was good to see George doing something. Mm -hmm. I'd rather have something that's not my favorite from him than nothing at all. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I know he had... He had he had fun doing those last couple of movies. And I know some of the movies that he had done before weren't because, right. um, you know, he was directing again and he was making, you know, he didn't always want to make a zombie movie, but he was, he was doing it. And, you know, and yeah. survival, he had a lot more fun making that than you'd believe. Um, Cause he always wanted to do a Western. Right. And so he had he, more, he had more money to do those movies too. Right. Uh, not as much as you think, and, and yeah. it was. I, I think each one of the last three films, I think outside of Land, I think he had like three weeks to shoot. Um, because right. the three nights that I was on set for Survival of the Dead, he was like firing setups like real quick. Wow, um, they were you know, he was moving fast, but he was having fun, yeah, he and knew that was, what he wanted, he knew what he wanted, right? yeah, yeah, he just loved making movies, yeah. Let's see, here's one, uh, here's a good question. Could spend one day in the George A. Romero archive. Which items would you wish to see? <laughs> I don't know, Matt. I'll, I'll, I think you've, you've got some ideas, Matt. Why don't you go ahead and start this one off? Oh, there's a there's a couple bruiser masks in the archive that I want to get my eyes on. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna watch that tonight. <laughs> Another mission, mission, mission accomplished. <laughs> and, and if it's bad, you're blocked for life. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh man. Yeah, I, I, I would probably do something from one of the creep shows. I would love to have something from creep show. That mm -hmm. would be incredible to have, you know? That's another one. Um, yeah, what is your favorite Romero film? Wow favorite gosh the one that affected me the most is dawn of the dead so mm -hmm. i would have to say dawn of the dead yeah i mean you know? the fact that you said you saw it at midnight at a mall yeah you know yeah. 
right beside it in the other one was seriously, I think it was uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show was playing in one theater and probably a racer head mm. or something like that in the other one or Kentucky Fried Movie. Yeah. You know, <laughs> all the midnight movies. Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> let's see. Yeah, let's see. Uh, says, I wish the Romero version for Resident Evil happened without the studio ruining it. It would have been splendid. Yeah, that was something that was kicking around in the late 90s, kind of oh, wow. got taken away from him and ended up becoming the Mila Jovovich property. That, uh, did, did you guys read the, uh, the new book? The Night of the Living Dead sequel book, or um, the one the one that Dan Krause and finished yeah. up. Yeah, yep. um, yeah. I have it. I haven't read it yet, but um, is it's, it good? Yeah, it's very George. Okay, I can you can I, like I can hear George in the words. Yeah, um, how much of it did he write? What it, what it, we had Dan on the show back in the summer. What I it was. I was thinking. 60 percent 70 like it was yeah. it was pretty much fleshed out and dan just kind of filled in the holes and um, he pulled pulled from other items that he had uh other zombie fiction items that were in the works as well okay. um yeah it's all my shelf i just haven't gotten around to it yeah it's it's it, it was a fun read um okay. i i was i you know like long movies i like long books um, especially with someone like George that, you know, loved the source material that wanted to do it. Um, so yeah, it's, I, I think you'll enjoy it. it there's, it, it's, it's George, you know, I was, we were, I was a little concerned. I'm like, well, how much did he get done? Did, was it an outline? Uh, and Dan came on and, and, and told us how much had been done. Um, so it, it was nice to know that it was mostly George and, and Dan did a great job, I think, filling it in with, with his fandom. Cause Dan's a big fan as well. Right. So that that helped. Do you do you think that George ever felt trapped being in the zombie genre and would like to have done other things? Yeah, you I know? think so. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely, I, definitely towards the end. Um, yeah. Right. Yeah. Which was what, sad because uh, you know, with the digital film era, you know, you only needed a couple of million dollars to, to get right. something off the ground and yeah. he could still only scrape up the money for a, a zombie project. Yeah. What um what do you think he would have liked to have shot? Did you hear any rumors of what he would have liked to have done? I know one time he told me he wanted to do like a I don't know if it's a romantic comedy or comedy, but he wanted to do something completely different. And wow. and we've we've talked to to George's widow Sue's a lot, and she said he was always writing. So he would he would just write, and he had stacks of stories and scripts that he had he had wow. done. Um, I don't, we never really asked her if she's gone through it and or, or talked about what he was writing, you know, with all the times we've talked to her. There was yeah. that uh, the one project. It was Diamond Dead. It was some kind of like gothic rock and roll kind of kind of like a rock, musical. Almost right. yeah, almost like a Rocky Horror kind Rocky of Horror thing. Type yeah, yeah, and, and I believe he finished the script, and there was some talks for a while, but you know, never quite. Never quite happened. This was right after Land of the Dead, I want to say. Yeah, late two thousand six, two thousand seven. That was making its rounds. Um, mm -hmm. I think even a did a script get online, or yeah, or, yeah. yeah. I think I think I might have a copy of that floating around somewhere. Um, See, that'd be cool. I mean, there's so many projects from all directors and all writers that are just you know sitting in a drawer or sitting on a shelf somewhere that we would love to see that we'll never see. 
it, it's the proverbial i'll give you a million dollars make what you want right you know mm-hmm. and, that's, and, that, and and they don't they don't need a million dollars you know but it gives them enough freedom to get the shots that they want to get the whole thing without really compromising the story by cutting out you know a subplot or a, a scene that they really want and 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 george did a lot with little and i think that he was did. Absolutely. Yes. That was always his his best work was when he didn't have a lot of time or money and he got it done, especially the early stuff. When you talk like Martin, um, you know, yeah. the crazies, all that's, uh, you know, the stuff that we love, He, you know, Day of the Dead was what a third of the the, the original script budget. And right. you had to pare that down and change everything. And, you know, th- like stuff like that. And that's what we love about George. I, Eric and I've talked about a lot. It's it, the quality of his films and not the quantity. I would love twice yeah. as many George Romero movies, but would they all be ones you want to go back to over and, and over? Yeah. And I don't yeah. you know. There, there's a lot of George films that I watch a lot less than the others and a lot, a lot more, but I always enjoy every one of his films because he always puts so much of himself in them. Right. Um, like you're talking about watching them over and over. One that I watch or listen to all the time when I go to bed is Night of the Living Dead. Because just by listening to the dialogue, you're seeing the movie in your head. And you know mm-hmm. exactly what's happening. And that's, you know, that's what I love about Night of the Living Dead. I mean, it's just, it brings you in to mm-hmm. do it. Yeah, I can do that with Dawn. I mean, yeah. it's my absolute favorite film. And, you know, I, I turn it, I used to put it on in college as background noise when I would study in my dorm just because I needed something. But if it was music, I'd be tapping my foot and singing with Dawn. I would just block it out. I know it's there and it would keep right. me focused. Um, and I and I do that all the time. I mean, I'm, I'm a big enough fan. I've ripped all the audio commentaries from his movies to listen in the car, right. um, digital copy just to put on my phone in case I get bored. I'm like, I'll watch Dawn for the 10,000th time and yep. just... You can go back to them. It's like comfort food. Yeah. What's your What's your favorite version of Dawn? Because there's there's so many. <laughs> um, official cuts. It's the extended yeah. cut. Yeah. Me too. I like uh, the extended. I, it, to me, too, Charles. Uh, that's it's that's a good one. You know. Yeah. Um, anything that's a little bit longer, I I loved. Um, you know. So that's that's where we stand on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what have you ever seen any of the uh, the composite, the 156 minute uh, cuts that combine the versions? Have you seen any of those? No, no, yeah. I don't think I have. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 actually it's, it's a lot. It's a that's a lot. It is a lot. It's more yeah. enjoyable than you'd think. Though, really, the, just really. including all the little my, bits in there. Yeah, my my attention is really 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 bad. Um, so <laughs> I get it's easy for me to go off into La La Land. So even mm-hmm. with something that's good, but that's, that's two and a half hours is long. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but Dawn goes by quick. Cause you're just, I, I'm super into it. And before, before I know it's, it's done. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe after bruiser. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's see. Uh, was, was, would you ever consider writing or directing a horror movie? Um, not writing. I'm not a good writer. Um, It'd be fun to try to direct. I'd rather just have a small part in one, though. You know, I, I don't think I have the knowledge to write or direct. Um, I know what I love, but just the imagination of directors and writers to come up with this stuff. That's what amazes me. It's like, why are they doing this? Why did they think of doing this? You know, so just give me a small part. Uh, Jen, Sylvia, Saska. 
Give me a small part. <laughs> One of your movies. <laughs> I think grab a couple of props. Grab a couple of props on the way out. Exactly. <laughs> Charles, what's in that big bag? Nothing. It's my luggage. It's my luggage. Yeah. <laughs> but you didn't come here with luggage. <laughs> so, somebody's asking, did we ever see the edited? Uh, TV version for Dawn. I don't. I don't think I've ever seen. I've never seen it. Yeah, I don't. I mean, it'd be nice if someone has it on VHS somewhere that they could they could make digitally. Because I'd like to know what that was like to have on TV. Yeah, I've, I've never no. seen it on TV. I can't imagine. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't think it's been on even the pay movie channel <laughs> since the '90s. I do recall they had a pretty funny version of Day of the Dead that came on the Sci-Fi Channel where they uh, edited out the curse words. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that was good stuff. Uh, hey, what what did you guys think of Tom Savini's remake of Night of Night? Yeah, it's solid. It's it's, yeah, it's a right. solid movie. Yeah. I, uh, I we we've been talking. It's for some reason it's it's you know like it or not or you know whether people are enjoying it or not. It's it's been discussed more lately it's been yes. people have been talking about that movie a lot lately i don't think uh, he could do exactly what he wanted to do but I, I thought it was a solid movie i think the the performances in it were great um so I, I enjoyed it as well i was just curious what your take on it was yeah i enjoyed just as much as the original there's times where i want to watch and i get like which one do i want to watch yeah you know, mm -hmm. they, they give off different vibes but they're to me they're just as enjoyable 68 versus 90 i can i can go either way on it it's hard for me to pick right. which one i like more um so yeah I, and like eric said it, there's been a lot maybe it's because the film turned 30 this year and people are finally going back and saying oh it's oh yeah i haven't seen it in a while and i really like it there's that that it just got churned up again a lot you know this year right mm -hmm. um, yeah that, no. one, that one needs a nice special edition it would yeah that would be good that's a good idea Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. I, I hate that some of George's films, though, they get um, cheap remakes of, especially yeah. the Day of the Dead. You know, it's like, what is this garbage? Um, mm -hmm. I just don't want his name associated with something. That yeah. Yeah. Even the Dawn remake, I feel that yeah. way about. Yeah. Or Creepshow 3, I think. You know, yeah. another one. Um, <laughs> but the Crazies remake. That was I, I thought was good. I, I I don't think that one gets gets as much love as I think maybe it should because yeah. I think it's it's solid. It's it is mm -hmm. you know Timothy Oliphant. I don't think can play a bad law enforcement officer in any movie he's in. Right. Um. And then you put him in a horror one, and I'm like, all right, I'm I'm sold. Right. Now, fast moving zombies versus the slow moving zombies. Fast zombies suck. Yeah. Right. I I uh I'm a, I'm a fan of uh Return of the Living Dead so I like those Oh yeah if those are considered fast zombies I I, I can yeah. deal with those uh it, there's there's not a whole lot of films with fast zombies really is there um, World War not, Z. Yeah not any, not any good ones anyway yeah. <laughs> I like World I I World War Z has grown on me I I originally like discounted it because it's Brad Pitt and when you watch a, a movie with Brad Pitt, you're watching Brad he's, Pitt more than he's the movie. my body double. He's my body double. Don't talk about Brad Pitt. <laughs> no, I like Brad Pitt. I like Brad Pitt. But when you mix him with zombies, right. uh, you know, I think Train to Busan was was fast zombies. It was, mm -hmm. and I, yeah. I like that movie. That's a good one. Have you seen The Dead? 
No, mm -mm. no. That's a good one. Is that good? That's that's it, it's creepy. It's got a vibe to it that it's 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 a slower paced movie. Okay. And it takes place in like the desert of Africa, but it's it, it the zombies make me think more of Fulci type zombies just with the way they look and move. But they're I mm. I enjoy the dead a lot. Okay. What what is that on? Is it on Shutter Netflix? It, where where can you watch it? It, it could be on Shutter. Might be on Prime. Okay. Um, I, I think you can get the DVD still relatively cheap. So even if you can find it, I'm sure Amazon has it for probably like ten bucks. At least the last time I looked. Okay. Um, but yeah, that that that's one that I like to I, I like to refer people to in terms of like the last ten years of zombies. Um, that that's one of my go tos. Now, when was when was that made? 2012, 2013. So not not super long ago. Okay. Let's see. Uh, what are uh, what are a few collectibles that you wish you could have found, or maybe something that that just you just missed out on? Well, the Night of the Living Dead British quad poster I missed out on for twenty five hundred dollars. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's wow. one. Um, you know, the one that I would like to replace is from Entertainment Earth, the Cemetery Zombie bust. Um, mine got taken. And I'd like to find one of those, but you can't find those anywhere. I mean, nowhere. Mm -hmm. I yeah. found somebody that had one and he wouldn't let go of it because I think it was limited to 50 or 75 units. So, um, Oh, I think that's the one started. we were talking about a while ago. You yeah. were looking for and we were, yeah. we were trying to find one. Yeah. So I have, a, I have a fake one that somebody made for me, but it's not the same. I know it's fake. <laughs> Let's see, uh, let's see, what is your uh, what's your favorite uh, creep show segment? Um, gosh, yeah, I like the crate. That's probably my favorite. I mean, Avery and Barbeau, come on. Yeah, mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, heck yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, uh, that's probably my favorite. Um, least favorite, since we're talking about favorite, um, I don't know. I like them all. I heard somebody say they didn't like uh, uh, the one with P.G. Marshall, the bugs. What was the name? About? They're creeping up on you. Yeah. Up on you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, it was just different because the cast was so limited, the number of people in it. Mm -hmm. But I thought it was entertaining. I thought Creep Show, the first Creep Show was great from start mm -hmm. to finish. Yeah. And, and that's what people just celebrate all the time. And I've never gotten tired of them yeah. celebrating Creep Show. Yeah, and uh, you know something to tide you over, Leslie Nelson in a serious role. You know, yeah. it's great, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah, I just one. I just got to watch that on thirty five millimeter at the drive in over Halloween. Oh wow! And and you know it's 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 pristine as Blu Ray and four K is. It it was a really good print, and I was because I was watching it on the big screen. I'm like, oh, I've never noticed those details before, and I've seen the movie hundreds of times, but some seeing about something about seeing. A film on 35 millimeter just takes pops, you to another right? place. Yeah. Yeah. It really pops. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What do you what do you think about stuff like um Shaun of the Dead, horror comedy? What do you do you like a, some of that? Yeah. Stuff? I, was, yeah. I love Shaun. I love Shaun of the Dead. <laughs> That's a great movie, you know? Yeah. It's okay mm -hmm. to have I mean, look at American Werewolf in London. It was comedy and horror, mm -hmm. you know, and that's one of my favorite movies. Um, yeah, Shaun of the Dead, it's great. Yeah. 
And, and American Werewolf still has the best werewolf transformation ever. Yeah. yeah it's funny that, that Rick Baker was supposed to be doing the howling, and he left the howling to go do American Werewolf. So thank goodness, right? Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Even though the howling wasn't bad. I, I like it. Yeah. I love I love Dee Wallace. You know, we're talking about going to conventions. She's probably one of my favorite people I've ever mm-hmm. met. She is so sweet and so nice, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, you brought it up. You, you you're like us. You go to horror conventions. What do yeah. what what do you love? What who 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 have you met that you've always wanted to? And you know, um, gosh, I met John Carpenter. We did a private signing with him um, here in Charlotte, which was fantastic. Got to spend about an hour with him. Um, we did a private signing with George. Spent about an hour with him. Uh, Chris Sarandon from Fright Night was great. Linda Blair, you know, she's Linda Blair. So that, that, was, that, was, that was pretty, pretty cool. But, you know, D. Wallace was one of my favorite, um, probably the nicest guy um, that would spend time with you was Angus Green, mm. the tall man. Um, you would sit at his table. He'd talk to you for 20, 30 minutes. Robert England does the same thing, but he has 300 people in line waiting. Yeah. So, you know, it's great he spends time, but it's like, come on, yeah. let's move it. <laughs> but I love conventions. Um, I'll, sometimes I like just meeting the fans more than I do the celebrities. Mm-hmm. You know, walking around, talking to them, see what they like, see what they don't like, um, see where they came from to be there. Do people spot you in the crowd at those, and uh, are they surprised to see you there? They are. They are. And, you know, I carry eight by tens every time I go there because people are spending so much money getting autographs nowadays, which I I hate. I will never, ever charge anybody for an autograph. And they'll say, hey, can I take a picture? I say, here, let me just give you a signed photo. And they're so happy, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. So um, I think you have to give back to, to what you love, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, and it just endears people to you even more. Yeah, yeah and, and for people just to even take the time to come up and say hello to me, um, it's very, very humbling that people would do that. Mm-hmm. Now, I couldn't imagine being somebody like, you know, The Rock or mm-hmm. somebody <laughs> like that where... 24-7. Yeah, but, you know, once every few days or for five minutes a day, it's okay. <laughs> it means more. Yes. Have you have you ever sat on the other side of the table at one of these conventions and been a guest signing autographs? No, no, I never have. I've had a couple of people ask me to do it, but I just I don't want to charge people for an autograph. You know, I just don't. Maybe I'll get a table and sell stuff, you know, <laughs> sell sell some old memorabilia. But I don't <laughs> want to charge for a photo or to say hi to somebody. I just it's not what I do, even though I do mm-hmm. love going. I want to go to Spooky Empire. Um, I've been there before down in Orlando. Really want to go to uh, Texas Frightmare. Mm-hmm. That's a big um, one. Yeah, that was going to be big this past year because Nev Campbell and David Arquette, everybody from Scream was going to be there. And then, yeah, so that was get, a bummer. You have to get up here to Monster Mania. It's just outside of Philly. Um, oh, wow. Dave gets a lot. He had Nev. He had a whole craft reunion uh, last year. 
Um, so Dave gets a lot of good people. He's had David Arquette there and, and all that. Nice. So that. That's a good show. If you ever get up to the Northeast here in um, usually March and August and October, um, he runs some great shows. Uh, uh, you're asking who the biggest person, the, the one person I met that probably was my biggest influence was Tim Curry. When I met Tim Curry, that was, to me, he's Pennywise. Yeah. He is so creepy. Yeah. Um, to me, he's the best Pennywise. So nothing yeah. against the other guy, but I love Tim Curry. Yeah. The, there's a meme. It's like you can tell a lot by a person where they know Tim Curry from. <laughs> it's like I, Rocky Horror or Clue. They're like, yeah, I, I can't decide which one I love more. Yeah, I've seen Rocky Horror maybe four hundred times. So, <laughs> have you done, have you gone to a live a shadow yeah. cast? Oh. oh yeah, I used to back in seventy nine to eighty two. Every week, I played Doctor Scott and Eddie. <laughs> I had two roles. <laughs> awesome, That's love great. it, love Rocky Horror. That's another one my wife doesn't like. Yeah, and what a great soundtrack! Like really? Oh, that one uh, could be on repeat all the time, and I'll never get tired of it. Right, right. That's why I like horror soundtracks in general. You know, I mean, I, I have all kinds of stuff. I had Night of the Living Dead soundtrack, uh, Evil Dead. I mean, all these soundtracks are just so good, and the the scores are phenomenal. Yeah. You think they'd be seriously some big 20th century Fox Star Wars or something like that? But mm -hmm. they're just beautiful, beautiful scores. Yeah. Um, Friday the Thirteenth. How iconic is that? Yep. You know. Yeah, I, I mean, I see, I, I see the Waxwork shirt. So are you one of the, the yearly subscribers you like to pick up their stuff? I do. Kevin's great down there. He's a good yeah. guy. I got to meet him. We did a show in New Orleans, and their shop is maybe 15, 20 minutes from the arena. And um, I went by, and he was super nice. Nice. So, so even if I'm not excited about the subscription of what's coming in it, I support him because there's going to be something really good and really cool in there. Yeah. And they have the new uh, Spenditures. Have you seen I, those? I just saw they did a Michael one from Halloween, too. I was debating on that one. Yeah. Go for it. <laughs> <laughs> when that shows up, I'm like, Charles told me to buy this. <laughs> they're I only just, $24 and they're small. Only, oh, and she'll go, oh, only 24 Why didn't you get two? And I'm like, well, he only told me to buy one. Yes. <laughs> Blame me. Yeah. I, I, just, I just had to pick up the Friday 13th Part 8 vinyl that came out because I have all of them. And I'm, I'm loving that little series that they're doing. And I get probably two or three a year from them. Yeah. And, and they're, they're worth it. I, I love, I don't, Absolutely. I don't love hunting for vinyl, but it's always nice when you go out and you find something and you're like, Oh, that's the right price. And it's, I, yeah, I got to have it. You know, and it's just something, you know, that, that old tech thing, like we kind of keep going back to it. I love to collect horror soundtracks on vinyl. It's the only reason I'm into vinyl. Right. Um, I have a hard time now going to record stores and just looking through. I get so overwhelmed with what I'm looking for. I have to have, I have to be focused on saying, okay, I want this album and I'll go look for that album for a few minutes. If they're not in order, if they're not in very good plus to mint condition, I, I don't even want to look at them. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I found a, a Jaws original pressing at like a, a thrift store right. and the, the 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 um, case was in bad shape and I'm like it's a dollar and it's the original Jaw soundtrack I was like yeah. I can live with that and did and it, I had to bring it home and I'm like it just did it play it played pretty good 
Yeah. Yeah. yeah played pretty good. Yeah. If, if it's like under 10 bucks, I'll, I'll go back and find a better condition one. Depends on how much I put that initial investment in, but yeah. I, I, that's, that's a kind of collecting. I kind of keep at arm's length because I know that's a, that's a black hole that if I get into, I'm going to have to sacrifice collecting something else. Right. And it's a balancing act. Yeah. Well, there's a good website called discogs.com. Mm-hmm. And you can find stuff in good shape and the prices are pretty fair, especially Actually, from I use their app to uh, track my collection. Yeah. It's just, yeah. So I don't, I don't buy any duplicates. <laughs> I, I do it's, the same thing. Yeah. It's super handy when you're, you know, at a, you know, pawn shop flipping or a flea market flipping through some vinyl. And right. do, I, do I have that already? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I haven't gotten to that point yet because most of my stuff is wax worse and I can kind of keep track in my head, but I know I'm going to end up at that point because I'm going to, I have not found that one shop close to me that always has the good stuff that I'm looking for. Yeah. I know Horror stuff of, is hard to find. Our soundtracks are almost impossible to find. Nowadays, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. <clears throat> What's your favorite horror soundtrack that you guys may have? Hmm. As far as like the actual content of the soundtrack, or just the collectability of it? Collective, yeah, a little bit of both. Yeah, mm. yeah. I have a bunch of the old uh, the DeWolf LPs when we were trying to collect the uh, compile the Dawn of the Dead score. Right. And uh, actually came up upon, you know, in collecting those LPs, came up upon a bunch of other uh, music from like uh, Kung Fu movies and, you know, oh, wow. just all sorts of oddball stuff. So, yeah, I, I, those are those are pretty cool. Yeah, uh, th- those are pretty get, get a little pricey. Some of those DeWolf uh, LPs. Yeah, right. I, I right. have an I have an original pressing of the Dawn soundtrack. Right. Um, the first vinyl that I ever bought was the Dawn the goblin soundtrack of dawn i got it mm-hmm. at the convention and and the cover it's just a big wraparound cover of the zombies on the ice skating rink i had never seen it before and right. i haven't seen it since but it just that was the first one that i bought oh wow i think it's an, an italian one I it say. is it's an yeah. italian one yeah and, and i got to see goblin on their u.s tour a couple of years ago and it was just neat to hear them play dawn of the dead you know how was live. that was it was it good I was right up front. I was just like wide eyed. Like it was, it was like seeing kiss or, you know, one of those big, like, I'm like, it's goblin. It's in a bar. And it was like the <laughs> best concert. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, we, we were in Germany and there was an advertisement that they were going to be there, but it was the day after we left. Ooh. So I was so, so uh, bummed out. Yes. I, bet you, I bet you run into that a lot. Uh, oh, you know, Bon Jovi's coming tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I did get the, I did take the poster off the wall, so I have that. <laughs> no, I, I, yeah, I got to see the Misfits play. Um, George and Bruiser, they were my introduction to the Misfits. So I got to see them play, and, and then I saw... Uh, Claudio Sibonetti's Goblin when he was doing the Suspiria soundtrack to the movie. Right. So they play the movie and then jump in with the. Oh, the wow. Movie. That was really cool. Like that. And then they played a whole 90 minute set after Suspiria. So it was like a four hour concert. That would be and fantastic. It was, it was just awesome. And Claudio plays on this like curved keyboard. It's the weirdest looking thing, but it's so cool. And I know, Eric, you've seen, you went to see them when they did Dawn, right? Uh, no, or, they did. Uh, Suspiria. They also okay. Suspiria. Yeah. yeah. 
Wow. And they and they did they did like a maybe an hour and a half set afterwards. Yeah. Something I mean so it was like three and a half hours basically. Yeah, total value for, for what you pay for it. You got two mm -hmm. concerts and a movie. Well, well worth it. Yeah. I wonder I am I'm friends with Gary only of the Misfits, and I've yeah. always wondered, I go, how in the world do you guys get away with using Night of the Living Dead and <laughs> all this? Does George <laughs> know you're using his titles for <laughs> you know? George but, loved uh, it. Yeah, I bet yeah. he did. I bet yeah, he, did. he he directed their video for Scream, and that's how he got them in Bruiser. Yeah, wow. And yeah, it was a, it was like a trade. They wanted him. So they're to in Bruiser. Yes. So another reason to watch. There you go. <laughs> another reason to watch. Yeah, I, I I they would always come to this club close to me, and every time I always wanted them to play the two songs they did for Bruiser, and they never did. And friends of ours, Bob and Sandy, they know Jerry as well, and they were at a concert in Chicago, and it like. 1230 at night, I get this text of this video and it's one of the songs from Bruiser that they're playing. They sent me the whole video because it's like the one song I've always wanted to hear them live. And I'm like, this is the best thing ever. Wow. <laughs> Matt, that's actually a pretty good question for Jim Serenella. We'll have to ask him. Did they actually clear the rights for their song Night of the Living Dead back in the day? I, oh, I, yeah. I, I, I don't know. Back don't in know. the day, probably not. I'm thinking probably not, but maybe maybe their grandfather did because of Bruiser. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> well, it's not the Living Dead. He didn't have any rights anyway, right? He lost all those copyrights. Very, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's a whole complicated. That's true. Yeah, yeah. I forgot all about that. So, have you guys seen any of uh, the uh, Glenn's movies, Dancing? His horror mm, movies. He's done I have either. not. I haven't. I, I haven't. No, I wasn't even aware that he yeah, had movies. Yeah, yeah. He did any. He, yeah, he directed. A new horror movie that just came out not too long oh, ago. No kidding. So I haven't seen it. So um, I didn't know he was the director first off. So that <laughs> me either. That interesting yeah. to yeah. see. I don't think I'm wrong. I could be, but I think that he directed a a, a horror movie. So it'd be interesting. Hmm. Yeah, he's he's very very creative. So yeah, I I did you get a chance to see the original Misfits in concert by chance? I did. I went and shot one of my hobbies is photography. And um, I went to Denver for Riot Fest. Jerry invited me out to do photos for them there. And then they liked it. So I went to Chicago. Ooh. And then I went to L.A. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was done. But yeah, I saw them three times. Oh, that's Good awesome. Good show. They go, for the last show, they said, you have three songs that you can take pictures. I said, okay. Well, we know that your songs only last about 80 seconds. <laughs> you know <laughs> so after about four minutes i was down there saying did you get some pictures i said no go back in there get some more so you know that's the typical thing when you're shooting concerts is three songs that way you're out of the way so okay but their songs are so fast yeah i mean seriously minute and a half two minutes yeah done. yeah oh man that's all yeah i didn't get a chance to see them i wanted to they were coming they were like in New York and New Jersey, and I think tickets sold in about yeah, they were seven Jersey, seconds. Yeah. And I was like, damn. Yeah. Mm. Well, next time, let me know. I will. <laughs> <laughs> if we can do concerts again in the future. We, we... It may be a while, but we'll do them. Yeah. That, to be around people. Yeah, that was a big thing, missing the conventions and stuff this year, because, you know, Eric's Tallahassee, I'm in PA, and that was always a big thing. And we got to see each other this year. We did our own you know, one off weekend and, and that was fun. But man, I, I, I definitely miss going to the shows and being excited to 
to be around. I, I don't want to say people like us, but like like-minded yeah. people that just want to be there for the movies. And you know, it's always fun. It's like, okay, what's good? What have you seen? And it's always, you know, just you know, one. There's always one friend that's found a movie that they love, and then you go home and you love it too. And it just it starts that ball rolling again. You just get yeah. the. It just it's a fun time, and I miss yeah. it. And I, I I love going through all the vendor tables. You know, yes. Um, especially the guys that do their original artwork. Some of these guys are so, so good. I know. Mm -hmm. I I can barely draw a stick man. So when I see what (laughs) these guys do, it's just so amazing. (laughs) And and I try to support them too, you know? Yeah. My print here or there. Yeah. That's, I, I I like when, when I go to conventions, I go to the, to the Blu-ray dealers and the poster dealers. And I, I run out of shelf space and wall space very quick. I'm also I'm out of t-shirt space. So if I come home with a t-shirt, I'm automatically in trouble. But I try to find a new poster print of something. And right. that and that to me is fun with seeing what people can do. Cause I think that's I I love that part of the artistic side of the vendor's room is like seeing these yeah. posters that people can come up with. And I'm like, man, I wish I was the original artwork. Right. And some of these tattoos that people get are phenomenal. Um I I don't have tattoos myself, but if I did, I would love to have like some universal creature from the Black Lagoon or a Dawn of the Dead zombie or something um, to show yeah. off. You guys yeah. have any tattoos? Yep, that's got a few. Yeah, yeah. yeah I got a I got a Blair Witch Project half sleeve. Um, I have I have Flyboy on my ribs. I bought that for my thirtieth birthday. Oh wow! And and I got a Dawn of the Dead, Land of the Dead tattoo on my back. Plus, uh, I got a Thorn tattoo because I love Halloween. Oh, yeah. So. <laughs> That's cool. Speaking of Blair Witch, isn't that amazing how that movie was promoted strictly word of mouth and people (laughs) believed it, you know? Yeah. For so long. Yeah. I I mean, that was, that was a, such a fun summer discovering that movie. Yes. And, and, you know, I never thought it was real, but I just thought how cool it was that everyone was talking about it and you didn't really know much about it. They didn't show you much. And then you saw it in the theater and it, it, it it deeply affected me, right? Um, and and well, it seems day. like whether you bought into it or not, you still wanted to see the movie to see what it was all about. That's exactly um, right. Yeah. Same with par- paranormal activity. Mm-hmm. Same way that people were. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you what do you think of found footage? Um, I'd like it just a little bit. Yeah. I wouldn't want to watch a lot of it. Um, it gets very monotonous and old to me. Yeah. Um, yeah. What was the one that they just did with the computers? Host. Yes, I liked Host though. Yeah, we we yeah. had the cast and crew on right after the movie came out. That was yeah, that, that was good. That was fun. Like mm-hmm. no, sure. it, was, it was during the freaking being isolated. It was, you know, it was very very contemporary and very modern. So yeah, it it came um, out of nowhere, well. and they were like, "Here's a movie they shot on Zoom in quarantine." I'm like, "Okay, I'm sold." And then yeah. it's like, you know, it's an hour long and you're like, hey, they got in and got out and, and they did it. They did it right. Yep. Yep. They did it. Yeah. It's, it's a good one. Uh, Charles, what were some uh, obscure titles that you would recommend? Oh, gosh. <laughs> I, don't <know. laughs> I, I don't know. You guys have any ideas? I can't. I, can't, I cannot <laughs> I, think of any I, I obscure just... titles. I'm serious. I just can't think of any. I just talked about this. I was on, I was on a about. podcast. Um, have you have you seen or heard of Pontypool? I've heard of it, but I have not seen it. 
that's that's one that's an obscure one i like to recommend yeah, yeah. That's i mean one one that was obscure when it first came out <clears throat> excuse me was ginger snaps and i love ginger snaps i mean it came out of nowhere yeah. so you know everybody's heard of ginger snaps now but when mm -hmm. it came out people built yeah. from nowhere you know yeah so something like that i like yeah yeah, that was that was gonna be a question I was gonna ask earlier. I'm like, okay, what's the one movie that you no one knows about but you love? Yeah, there. Right. I, I don't know. I can't think of anything like that. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah, and that and that's half the fun of going through places like Shutter and stuff. You're like, oh, I I want to watch that. I've never heard of this, and you're like, this was like 12 years ago, and right. You but know, sometimes it's like when you were in the video stores as a kid. You based everything off the artwork. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, box. Yeah. I do the same thing with Shutter. I'm flipping through and say, "Oh, that artwork sucks." You know, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to see that. And yeah. It's probably a great movie, so I'm most likely missing out on some really, really good stuff just based off the artwork. Yeah, I mean, I remember that as a kid going to the drugstore and they had the two rows, and I would always go to the horror section. I'd be like, "I remember this movie and this movie," and I just said to my wife the other night, "I was like, oh, Extra was on somewhere," and I was like. God, I haven't seen Extro in 30 years. And she's <laughs> like, what's crazy. it about? I was like, it is too weird to try to describe to you. You're just going to have to watch it. And, and that's how I sucker her in. I was like, I can't describe it. You just have to sit and watch it. Yeah, they had a, um, they released a, a deluxe version on DVD with a figure and everything that, yeah. that I was trying to get. <laughs> Impossible. Yeah. It's only released in the UK and I couldn't, I couldn't get one. Yeah, there was a German release of Extra on Blu-ray that I keep meaning to get when I go to a convention. Diabolic DVD always has it. And by okay. the time I get back to it, it's already sold out. And I'm like, this is like the third year in a row that it's happened. And I'm like, why don't I just buy this online? There's something yeah. about picking it up off the table and coming home with mm -hmm. it. It, it, it. It's more satisfying. Well, just buy it online. Take it with you to the convention. <laughs> put it on the table and pick it up. You'll be set. Excuse me. I'm going to lay this right here. I'm going to pretend that I'm buying yes. it and, and 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 walk away with it. There you go. That's a good idea. Do you um have you you have Shutter? Have you been enjoying the the Joe Bob resurgence? Was were you yeah, I love Joe. He's he's great. He's great. You know, um, he always breaks the tension. I guess you could say he's just. A, uh, I don't think my girlfriend had ever seen much of him. So for her to see it, you know, she finds him entertaining too. Yeah. I had to explain Joe Bob to my wife. Yeah. Yeah. Shutter's the best. I love, I mean, there's all kinds of streaming services for horror movies, but I personally like Shutter the best. That's I a just great did, service. I, I just did um, Arrow. I just signed up for theirs. They have one. I always forget about that. Um, still, not sure about it whether they have enough titles okay worth it but um i mean it's arrow video um what's the other one i have gosh what's the one with charles charles band uh, uh, full moon full moon, full moon yeah and i i streamed that as well so interesting i didn't know arrow had an app that's i'll have to check I, that they one do. out I know. That's, yeah, I forgot about it until you mentioned it. So I'll have to, I'll have to look back into that because signing up for another streaming service, that's another hard sell. <laughs> it is. It is. You know, they're only five, six bucks, but you start adding a bunch of them on there and now it's ridiculous. Yeah. 
but I do I do like it because it gets me in front of movies that I might not want to buy, but I definitely want to watch. Right. Like, you know, like I don't want to plunk down 30 bucks for this movie, but I can spend five bucks a month and watch 30 titles that I'll probably never buy. But now I've seen. Exactly. That, you know, and that's that's a good supplement to being a physical media collector is you can go back and pull your favorites off the shelf. But if like, eh, I don't know what I want to watch. You go to someplace like Arrow and be like, oh, yeah, I've never wanted to buy it. But here it is. Am I going to enjoy mm-hmm. it? Then you might end up going to buy it anyway. Yes. Shudder's done that to me a few times. Yeah, that's, I was going to say, I feel the same way about Shudder. All sorts of titles on there. It's just like, may as well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just wish they had more extra features that they would stream. Yeah. On that's, those, you know? That's a big one. I, I, I always use the digital code because if I'm out, I have it on my phone. I could watch a movie and there's some titles where they will put the special features on the streaming app. And I get excited oh, wow. about that. Uh, there's a few, I think you can watch the, listen to the commentary and they have the behind the scenes stuff, but it's few, it's few and far between. It's, right. it's not as it, it. I wish there was more of it considering I paid 30 bucks for the movie. Give me all the special features so I can sit down and watch it, you know, in the hotel or whatever, but I agree. You know, I agree. Have you guys seen the um, David Cronenberg's son, Brendan, what possessor or something like that? Have you seen that yet? No, I've heard about that recently. Though. Me too. I haven't seen it either. I don't know. I don't know if I knew that was his son. I think I it's his that. son. Yeah, I think it's. Unless I'm getting titles mixed up, I would Google, but I'm yeah. on my phone here. <laughs> Charles, have you uh, seen the Creep Show television series? I did. I liked it. I like the TV series. Yeah. I mm-hmm. thought they did a great job with it. I think yeah, Nick Otero did that, right? Yeah. He was part of that. Yeah. 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 We, so. uh, man, are they still filming season two? Cause we just had John Harrison on a couple of weeks ago and I know he was down filming. So I guess they still are. I haven't heard any updates that they've wrapped yeah. filming season two. I'm, I'm excited for that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we talked about, and we talked about the animated series earlier. That's about right. We thought of that. So yeah, Kiefer I, Sutherland, he's awesome. Yeah, yeah, he's got the good voiceover. He's like he he was made for that. Yeah, but I I like you know when when you when you look and you you're like there's a Creepshow TV series in 2020 and we grew up on Creepshow and they they were such obscure titles back in the 80s and 90s like the public never heard of it. It's right so cool to try to see all this stuff now in the mainstream and you're like yeah i remember creep show 25 years ago and it's nice to see people discover it now yeah i know i know uh creep show three wasn't a favorite of any of ours what'd you think of creep show two though i like creep show two yeah not bad i i have i put it on par right there with the tales from the dark side the movie right about there right um Real solid. Uh, it's really, I think, Creepshow kind of sets the the high benchmark for uh, the anthology horror. Right. But I think uh, Part Two and then Tales from the Dark Side uh, come come in right behind that. Yep. And I like the Tales from the Dark Side TV show. You know the mm-hmm. series. Mm-hmm. You know? I have that on DVD, so that's that's always fun to pull out and watch. That's one I I don't I don't know if I've really ever seen them. I may have seen them back in the day, but it yeah. I, I need to go get that box set. Because we've been talking about it a lot. Because we yeah. like, we did a Tales from the Dark Side show, and they talked about that a lot. And I'm like, man, that's that's one I have to go revisit. Yeah, it's funny how a lot of these movies like that did TV series, especially look at Friday the Thirteenth, and then they did a TV mm-hmm. series which has nothing to do with yeah. <laughs> Friday the Thirteenth. Yeah, but it's yeah, Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, yeah, 
But at least they had Freddie in that, right? Exactly. Yeah. And Freddie was involved uh, that that Friday the Thirteenth. I'm not sure who who was satisfied yeah. with that project. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was canceled, so not very many people. Yeah. Right. They, they've been uh, they've been floating around the idea of uh, Friday the Thirteenth, another series here recently, and I think it is supposed to involve Jason. I guess there's all that litigation going on with the uh, with the story rights, yeah. only holding yeah. holding everything up with that. Now, I will say for movies that the Halloween movies, you know, you had Michael Myers in the first and second one. A lot of people crapped on Season of the Witch Part Three. I liked it. I thought it was a good movie if you set it apart from the Halloween series. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. was one that was one I remember people hating in the early days of the internet. Absolutely. And now people celebrate it and I love it because I always yeah. thought it was a good movie. I didn't care what it was called. It was just a it was a fun movie. Fun mm -hmm. movie. And that's I mean Tom Atkins. I mean, talk about a, a living legend who's just yep. been in all the classics and is a super nice guy. If you've ever gotten a chance to meet Tom. I, I, I did. I met him in Charlotte. Yeah, he, he's just one of the coolest dudes out there, and he plays some of the best roles. Um, yeah, Halloween three. I, I love seeing that get the love that it's. I, I think it deserves now. Yeah, and the merchandise. You know, Neca came out with the three pack set figures. Mm -hmm. You can't find them. You know, they're <laughs> selling for crazy money on eBay. Um, yeah. Trigger Treat Studios just came out with all the masks which yep. are fantastic. So, um, no, it's definitely had a resurgence of popularity. What do you, uh, what's your take on Friday five? Nah. <laughs> no. <laughs> no resurgence on that one for you. Yeah. I don't think so. <laughs> that That's Eric's contractually obligated question. It's his. Oh, it is. <laughs> yeah. I've warmed up to it. I, I, yeah, me I, too. It, it's too. still my least favorite of the series. Right. Of but the series? I, yes. Oh, wow. Dude, Jason X and Part 7 are like my one and two. And, I, and I'll die on that hill. I love both those movies. Well, I like them too, but... I, I like it. I like them more than Part 5. But Part 5's become good because it, it it's a good meme factory <laughs> for horror fans. Oh. Um <laughs> But it, it, it grew on me. I, it was the last movie I saw before everything shut down. I saw a 35-millimeter print of it. Okay. And, and it was the first time I got to sit and really pay attention to it. And I was like, I, I like this a lot more than I remember. Wow. Well, good. <laughs> Eric Eric, and another friend of ours, Bob, has have yeah. been celebrating it a lot the last couple of years. And they're, they're part of the reason why I, I had that turnaround on it. Lately. Maybe maybe I need to go back and rewatch it. Maybe I've just forgotten how good it is. It's it's just got loads of great characters that are <laughs> yeah, on screen yeah. for ten seconds and then die. But yeah, I'm they're awesome with, while they last. You know, with with so many of them though, <laughs> characters do start to blend together for me, and I get confused on each one. So maybe that's why I need to go back and watch. I mean, I have the brand new box set, so there you yeah, go. yeah, it's a good way to rediscover it. It is. Yeah. Were you? Were, did you see Friday the Thirteenth in 3D in theaters back in the day? Was that something you? I, I did. You did. Yeah. I did. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. It was terrible for 3D. <laughs> <laughs> was it? <laughs> and still now they have it in with the same type of glasses to watch it on. It's like, oh, come on. There has to be a way to convert it to real 3D to make it look good. Yeah, we were just talking about that before we got on. Eric was a, a proponent of going out and getting a 3D projector and. 
and all that stuff. And I was like, man, I, I like it. I I was never a big fan of 3D movies. I've seen a couple of movies in 3D. It doesn't it doesn't do anything for me. Um, but I would headache headache doesn't. Yeah, I've yeah. never. I I I don't think I ever saw a movie in the theater back with the red and blue glasses back in the day. I I, I missed out on that, and maybe that could be why. But I know a lot of people loved doing that back in the day. Yeah, you know, in the last couple of years, there's been a lot of 3D movies that came out, especially all your Marvel movies. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Everyone yeah. on 3D, 3D, 3D. But yeah. it's a little bit better 3D than what we had back in the 80s. So yeah. Yeah, I've accidentally bought tickets to the 3D version, and then I get there and I'm like, "Oh, it's in 3D." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's uh, unfortunate. Well, I it seems like they were trying to phase out 3D, but now it's it's just kind of sticking around for some reason. I, no, I think it's a, just a way to charge an extra five bucks for a ticket, maybe. It is, but it's, um, it's got to cost so much more to do that. I just I don't know. Mm -hmm. So I mean, what I, I mean, we, we kind of hinted on it earlier. What what new horror has gotten you excited? The new movie Freaky. I want to see. I've heard people talk about that. Yeah. But um, I I don't know of any real horror that's coming out. You know, I read Rube Moore magazine and Fangoria and Horror Hound, but it's like. There's nothing that really grabs me about what's coming out right now. Maybe I'm just missing something. What do you think of all the like the um, like the new Halloweens? Like they're they're going back and, and revisiting. Is that do you get excited about that? Well, yeah. I mean, if Jimmy Lee Curtis is involved, <laughs> you know, I'm excited about it. And I have nothing against Rob Zombie's interpretation of it either. You know, they were good for what they were. In fact, mm -hmm. I like his his movies, the ultra violence and the way that he films. I think it's, mm -hmm. it's very, very entertaining. Like I say, good movie, entertaining movie, two different things. And yeah. I think they're entertaining movies. Yeah. that And that's so, what I tell a lot of people. I was like, I don't think it's a very good movie, but I love the hell out of that 90 minutes that I sat in front of the TV and watched it. Exactly. Mm -hmm. and, and it's okay to like bad movies. It's okay to you know not like good movies. Hey, if I was entertained for ninety minutes, I, I it was worth the price of admission. I don't I don't think I've really seen a movie that I felt like I like I wanted to ever walk out of a theater on or turn it off halfway through. I don't think I've ever had that reaction. Mm -hmm. um, I try to find something good about every movie I watch. Right when I hear about people getting up and leaving the movie theater, I yeah I don't, I don't get that. I, I don't get it. I don't understand yeah. that. Like number one, you paid money to be right. here. And I want to see if there's going to be a payoff. Yeah. I, a lot I like, of times they'll be bad and have a decent payoff. Yeah. I, I, I like a slow burn movie. I don't, I don't mind a movie that, you know, it, 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 it's chugging along slowly and then it starts to ramp up because then I'm engaged and I'm, I'm right rushing towards the payoff. Like it's not going to let go. Um, but I like movies that'll grab me out of the, out of the gate with the opening credits. I, right. I'm not super picky. Um, I know a lot of people can be that way, but I, I'm like, look, if it, if it looks good and it's good, I don't I don't care what yeah. Rotten Tomatoes says. Right. I mean, there's been movies, Rotten Tomatoes, that will have 95% fresh tomatoes and you want to walk out. Yeah. Um, mm. 
excuse yeah. me for the interruption or something, whatever that movie was with the horses and stuff. I don't know if you saw that. <laughs> no, I haven't seen that. But my girlfriend and I went, and it was 95%, and we're sitting there going, what in the world is this movie about? I can't tell you what it was about. Um, but you never know. Critics and what fans like are usually two different things anyway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll listen, I'll listen to my friends before I listen to a critic. and Absolutely. You know, sometimes I'll be in the store and I'll, I'll take a picture of the movie and I'll post mm-hmm. it. And I'm like, what do you guys think? And I'll give it like five minutes to see if anyone's like thumbs up, thumbs down, or it's, you know, piece of crap right. or whatever. And I'm like, oh, well, enough of my friends like it. And I like my friends. So this has to be decent. Right. So I'll, I'll take their word for it because we tend to have similar, you know, even if we vary differently on most of our movies, if they're like, no, this is good. And most of the people are fine, you know. But but if I were your friend and I had to sit through it, I'm probably going to tell you it's good just so you have to sit through it too. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've ever got, I don't think I've ever had a friend say that to me yet. It's like if I had to suffer I'm through honest, it, I, I'm honest. I'm an honest guy. <laughs> sometimes that might intrigue me more because now I'm like, oh, well, what elicited that reaction? Because <laughs> right. I'm like, now I'm engaged. Now I want to know what it is. And you know, there, there's a couple of those that I've kind yeah. of been like, eh, I don't quite get why people love this movie, but it was okay. Yeah. But, you know, nothing well, that I had to suffer through. What's coming out that you guys are interested in? Because my, my brain's fried. I can't think of anything that's coming out. What are you guys excited about? Well, you mentioned the Halloween series, and yep. Halloween Kills is Halloween like kills. push, push back scream. to next year. Uh, scream. Yeah. That's right. Scream. Um, hmm. Boy, that's but, yeah. But what new movie though? Not yeah. a Halloween movie, not a spring movie. What what new movie, a new concept is coming out that maybe we can be excited about? I, you know what? I think someone asked us this a couple weeks ago, or I was talking to someone. I said, with with movie theater shutting, I haven't paid much attention because yeah. I'm not getting a movie for like the next year that I really want to see. I, I man, that's I, I'm getting more excited for movies finally getting like Blu-ray releases, like Beastmaster is coming out in like a huge um, Vinegar Syndrome set. The okay. first, the first Tremors movie is getting a huge box set from Arrow. I saw that. Yeah. So like stuff like that's what I get excited for because it's like it, it's the only thing that I think I have to look forward to because who knows, you know, we have to wait two years for the next Matrix movie. I'm a Matrix fan, so I'm going to go see Matrix Four. Yeah. Looking forward you know, to that. Wonder Woman, stuff like that. It's like yeah. I, I'm excited for the Snyder Cut of Justice League, like stuff like that. Like yeah. this, that's the kind of stuff I've been looking forward to because that's really all we're getting. Yeah. And I don't have much that I can remember that's coming out. Yeah. But Wonder Woman, it's now going to be December, right? It got pushed to December. Last I heard, and then I started seeing it pop up on some of the news sites that I think they're still deciding if it's going to stream in December exclusively yeah. or theater. So I'm not sure, but at the rate we're going, I think, I don't think a theater release is going to happen. So, I mean, I, I'll, I'll stream it. That's fine. I'm a comic book yeah. fan. So yeah. uh, I'm, I'm stoked for that. Is there a new blade movie coming out? I heard there was a project that yeah. was, I, I, I don't think Wesley is involved, is he? No, probably not. I, I think it's a new cast, but um, I, I do I do recall that that some movement on that project, but I haven't heard anything in a while. Yeah, I have to look and see what's on A twenty four and Blumhouse, Blumhouse's list. Is it to me when I was asking about new horror, like they seem to be the the new the leader? Yeah, yeah, they're the new benchmark, like Midsummer yeah. and Hereditary, like that kind of stuff. I've liked. Yeah. Um, 
but I haven't, I, I can't, I can't remember anything. It just I, seems like the beginning of 2020 with a quiet place too. There's one. Okay. There's one. I, there I, I was a big fan of a quiet place and I was excited for a quiet place too. And that was supposed to be two weeks after we shut down. And now that's supposed to be next March. So let's hope because I just rewatched the first one last week. Um, so probably is high on my list. Wow. Yeah. I, I look forward to getting back to the theater and all the movies. It's going to be an expensive time when all the movies come back out and we're at the theaters every week, seeing two, three movies. They're all coming out at the same time, but I'll be excited to be back. Yeah. Do, do you guys have one of the, like the AMC A-lister or the Regal's pass or anything like that? I don't have any AMCs close to me. I have a yeah. Regal. I have a couple yeah. Regals, and then my town has a really nice theater that yeah. they don't have anything like that, minus like the the four dollar bucket of popcorn that you can buy, which is right. fantastic. Uh, wow. uh, yeah, little things like that will excite me. I'm like four dollar bucket yeah. of popcorn that I can take home with the kids. Um, yeah. But yeah, usually, know- usually those monthly passes are pretty good if you go to a lot of movies. There was a company called Movie Pass that yeah. was around for a short while and seriously i probably saw a hundred movies in a year you know it's wow. like 10 bucks a month or something and yeah. um, i and mean that- they're out of business now because of it mm-hmm. but <laughs> it was good while it yeah i mean something like that for the local theater that i have in town i would probably buck up for because it takes me two minutes to get there right. and i have no problem going to the movies on a tuesday night at nine yeah. o'clock like that to me, that's, that's nothing. I do a lot. I do a lot of the Thursday night late screenings if I can, or even the midnight shows, I have no problem doing that. So I'll go to the movies whenever, but uh, I've just been selective over the last couple of years, just because, you know, it's like, uh, I'll wait for it on DVD. If I'm going to spend 10 bucks to go see it, I'll spend 15 bucks for it on the Blu-ray and get the special features. Yeah. Um, that'll be worth the extra price for me. Yeah. Midnight movies here. They start at 11 PM. Yeah. Crazy. It's like they're not midnight movies anymore. Yeah, you know? yeah. I used to ha- I used to remember going. You know, up until the last four or five years, you know, midnight midnight movie. You get back at two two thirty, and you have to wake up for work by seven. Yeah, and I was like, "Well, you look tired today." I, was, I went to the movies at midnight. <laughs> I saw a Kentucky Fried movie. And- <laughs> yeah, I, I live I live close to the Colonial in Phoenixville where they filmed the Blob. Oh wow! Mm-hmm. And they and they do a lot of. 35 millimeter, like first Friday horror movies. So I'll go down on like a Friday night and they won't start the movie till like nine 30 and it's like an hour and a half drive. And I'm like, sometimes it's worth it to see something on 35. Yeah. That would, that would be fantastic. Yeah. They, those, and they do blob fest where you, they, they, yeah. you can recreate running out of the theater. It's a whole street fair. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. They usually do that in the summer. Yeah. I wish we'd do something like that here in Charlotte. <laughs> That'd be fun. <laughs> Yeah, it's neat. It's interesting to see places like that, you know, like, you know, 2020 drive-in to become a thing again, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and and they found interesting ways to do movie screenings and movie events. Uh, so it hasn't been a completely dry year for, you know, depending on where you're at. Right. Um, you know, the Mahoning drive-in, which is up by me, they had Bruce Campbell in August. Wow. They had Tom Savini was just there over Halloween doing a meet and greet stuff and you know stuff like that it's it's nice to have something that we can we can look forward of course. to of course and eventually we'll get somewhere back to normal and you know who knows when but yeah it will, it will happen we just have to have patience yes 
Yep. There have been diseases and viruses forever. Yep. And, and we made it through. We'll get through this. Yep. Exactly. Yep. It's patience. Are there any more questions from the, the people who are listening? Well, they've been, yeah. yeah, they've been coming in. Let's see. Yeah, I think we've we've gone through them all here. Have you have, possessor is uh, possessor is one of Will's recommendations. That was the uh, the the whose son was that? That was Cronenberg. son. Yeah. Well, and I mean, I'm excited that Sam Raimi is doing Doctor Strange too. That is that's interesting. You know, that's. Let's you know another Sam Raimi horror comic book mashup. Like yeah. I'm excited for for something like that. It's just it seems like two years from now is such a long time away to to get some of these out again. Yeah, I know you're yeah. a comic book guy. Do you watch The Boys on Amazon? Yes, I have to finish season two. Yeah, yeah, I'm about halfway through myself. So, but it's yeah. it's good. It's very do you, entertaining. Do you read comics? Are you a comic guy? I read some. I'm. That there's too many other things to yeah. take up my time. Yeah. So, um, I just like to, when I read, I read seriously Fangoria, Horror Hound, Rue Morgue, and then I read biographies, oh, like rock and roll stars and stuff like that. Okay. You know, right. and actors. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's only so much time in a day. True. Yep. Yep. And I push the limit on how much time I, what I can fit in every day. Like, Whenever we get done tonight, this box set's going up in the in the player, and I'm going to start on the special features till midnight, one in the morning, or whatever. Because yeah. it, it'll make me feel accomplished that I started something on that set tonight. Yeah. Did you get the uh, Dawn of the Dead, the um, uh, LP set with the green bag? And no, no from Rust Blades. Yeah. No, I um. I got the CD. A friend of mine works at FYE and they had that with the comic book. Uh, he got me that pack. Uh, right. But I've been wanting to get that just as part I of the collection. Yeah. 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 What did you get it? I did. I did. Yeah. Did you get I the just, wax parts, Don? I'm assuming. I did. Yeah. There's just, Eric, are they still supposed to be putting out library music? Were they supposed to do another print? I want to, and I could be way off base. Uh, I'm not aware of a library music. I thought uh, I could have sworn they were doing out. library music or something, and, and I could be wrong. And I apologize to people that are probably going to comment and be like, "No, they didn't say that." Um, mm -hmm. It's it sticks in my head for some reason. Right? Maybe it's just wishful thinking that Waxworks puts out the DeWolf stuff on new <laughs> on new vinyl. It needs to happen sooner or later, but I, I don't believe. I think it's okay. just the uh, the same the, the Goblin. Maybe maybe uh, it was that recent reprint that got me thinking about it. Mm -hmm. And and that's the problem is there's so much horror collectible stuff out now where twenty years ago it was such a dry spell. Like we were hoping for figures and new additions and, right. and now we have it on we don't have enough money or, or shelf space that's the that's the big problem both of those are problems yes <laughs> so much stuff guess it's a good problem to have you can always go back to it at least it exists yeah i have a buddy mm -hmm. i work with and he buys every single figure that comes out i mean everything it's sort of like those guys that do the pop vinyl figures <laughs> even if they don't like it they buy that buy a figure you know? Yeah, I, right. I I've had to become selective. I'm I'm pushing like 300 pop figures, so wow. I have. Yeah, I've I've had to become selective. I don't I don't get as many as I used to. I don't get like the whole set of a movie, um, mm. but yeah, that's that that was a bad disease for a while. I'd come back every weekend with like five or six, 
Wow. And I, I've had to slow up. Yeah. Those are your, your beanie babies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the only ones I'm really looking forward to are the baby Yoda ones. <clears throat> so the Mandalorian you enjoy, huh? Yeah. Good show, right? Yeah. 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 I, I definitely look forward to when that comes out because it's it's fun to watch because it's Star Wars, but it doesn't have to rely on the mythology. Um, and I think it's just a great story. I like that it's almost self-contained. You don't have to be a Star Wars fan to like it. To enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's just fun to see how, you know, like Bryce Dallas Howard just did her episode and had a whole callback to Apollo 13. Like as soon as I saw that, I was like, I just watched Apollo 13. I'm like, this is so it's, she's got a whole scene that's just a big homage to her dad. Wow. Yeah. See, learn something new today. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good it's a good day when you can learn something. Yeah. Yeah, and it's fun to go back. I waited there and you go like here's a list of all the easter eggs that, you know, they they put in there and that's that's the fun part is seeing what what I can pick out and try to find. So it's almost it's it's like an adventure watching some of these shows now cuz everyone's putting easter eggs in for for the old school fans to do the callback. Right. Um so yeah, I enjoy it. Well, good. Yeah. Someone asked Charles, did you did you ever have an action figure? No. They wouldn't, they wouldn't sell. They wouldn't sell. So I didn't. Uh, I'd buy one. <laughs> yeah, buy nah. one. I'd buy one. I, I bet it would sell. I bet it would. Yeah, it's it's amazing how we don't have referee action figures, though, unless it's just some generic guy. <laughs> mm -hmm. I would love to have one. It'd be it'd be something that'd be fun to have. Heck yeah. We'll have to Google Charles Robinson action figure. I'm sure someone made made one. Somewhere. Made a custom, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> they, they probably used a Ric Flair doll to do it with. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a bad idea. The quality is how good is the hair? That's mm -hmm. how exactly. the hair looks. Best hair in the business. That's right. That's mm -hmm. right. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. funny. It is so funny. Six, seven years ago, they had the Slammy Award laying around. So I picked it up and took a picture and said, I won Slammy for best hair. And the number of people that believed it. So the next year, the next year, Summer Ray and Dolph Ziggler and I, we were fighting over who won the Slammy for the best hair. But it's amazing. There's no Slammy for best hair. Mm -hmm. <laughs> there should be. There should be. There's some good hair in the business, and then there's yours, which is then, the best mine. Yes. They don't do the. They haven't done the slammies for 20 years. It's, have they? Or, it's, it's been a couple years. Two, yeah, three years. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So it's been yeah. been up till recently. We'll, we'll start an online campaign to get you a slammy. I know. I need one. Right. You need some, You need an action figure or a slammy. There's got to be. We need one or both. 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 And then the Hall of Fame when I retire, right? Yeah. First ballot. <laughs> you got to. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Got to. <laughs> oh, gosh. No, I love it. Love it. It's it's just been it, – it's been super cool sitting here and talking to you because, I mean, you you, you you love horror. You're you're in an awesome business. Um, you know, just, you know, looking in the background at your collection, it's like, man, that's some yeah. awesome stuff. Let's see. Let's see here. We'll get yeah. up here. Let me move around a little bit. Okay. This is the uh, – I don't now turn around the camera. So mm -hmm. this is the bust, the airport zombie. This thing down here is really good. That's can you see that? Yep. That's a custom fluffy somebody made for me. Nice. And a Night of the Living Dead model. 
Nice, Bill Heinzman. Yeah, Bill. yeah, yeah. Bub. Yeah, and then I'll show you the. Uh, I'm let you see the bust that uh, Jason Baker made for me. You got to move my famous monsters of family guitar out of the way. Look at that. Oh, that's sweet. <laughs> I don't know how to play it. <laughs> but here's the bust. Oh, and, that's nice. Yeah, and it's signed by George. Oh, nice. Here on that side, and by Tom Savini on that side. Oh, nice. Yeah, so those are, um, these are all my friends. <laughs> <laughs> That's, a, I have a, I have a, a, a Land of the Dead jumpsuit from Big Daddy, and I have it oh, on wow. a downstairs, and I've gotten, with that Stigmata shirt, that's going to go in a frame. But now I have an I have an outfit from the Blair Witch 2016 movie, and I'm like, I'm afraid I'm going to start having mannequins in my house. <laughs> wardrobes and stuff are going to start piling up. Here's the uh, the British. Oh, dog. nice. Yeah. Then I have a big werewolf head. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Amazing. And um, have you guys ever seen the zombie British quad? Yeah. 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 Right. Uh, yeah. 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 I like that collection right there. The yeah, zombie bus, the Bruce. Yeah. Oh, you got one of those Michael Myers statues from Spirit. I I did. I got lucky. I uh, begged. I begged the manager. I said, dude, I need one of these. Because people, uh, people are going in and buying all of them. Yeah. Know? In each and store, I, they told me they only got like two or three of each. Yep. And so, um, <sighs> wow. Appreciate Man. the tour. That was amazing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's awesome. That was quick. We'll do it again. We'll do a more extensive tour next time. Yeah, we'll okay. we'll, we'll do Pretty a whole fun. collectors thing. I mean, that's Eric and I were like, oh, what's he gonna bring? What's he gonna show? Like, you know, because you got some awesome stuff. And uh, well, I'm very very lucky. You know, I've been lucky enough to have a, a job where I have the time to travel and to find things and, and to be able to get it. So I'm just a very very blessed and lucky guy. Yeah. Now and, and and we're super lucky that that you came onto the show and and just kicked it old school horror with us and and, and George Romero because it's he's such an influence on all three of us and for so many people it was like he was like a binding force that got us all together and got us into the genre he was a big gateway for especially for me I wish I could have worn his his glasses though yeah you know, Jason Baker got to wear them and he like mm. brags about it all the time yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Savini says, I've never worn his glasses. And Jason Baker got to wear his glasses. So that, that would be pretty cool. Yeah. I always wanted to wear his vest. The yeah. vest. Yeah. Yeah. That vest, was, yeah. that vest. If I couldn't wear the glasses to, to put the vest on and be like, that would be really, really cool. Yeah. So, but I did go to the Monroeville Mall. You know, they have the uh, his bust and a plaque mm -hmm. and everything for him. Mm -hmm. which is, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, Dunbar. Did you did you see the the Night Riders Easter egg that's hidden on the bust? No. So look for it, huh? Look for it. <laughs> okay. Look for it next time you're there. It's it's okay. It's not easy, but it's there. You'll see it. Yeah. And Jason may have mentioned it to me because he's all things Romero. Um, I was just overwhelmed by everything there. Too yeah. bad everything's changed though in the mall. Yeah. Yeah, I my first trip there was in 1999, and there was still the, the water fountain was still there, and it still it didn't have the escalators, it, and Penny's was still there, and yeah, um, yeah, that was it was fun. I, I go out uh, four or five, six times a year just to go out. Yeah, how often do you go out to the cemetery? 
once or tw once or twice a year. It's it's yeah. and I'm I'm like three and a half hours from Pittsburgh, so you add another hour onto it. So there's a there's a bar up there that Eric and I like to go to. They have great wings, so it's always <laughs> nice to to plan a trip to yeah, go and get great wings. wings. Okay, no, they do. They have the best award winning <laughs> yeah, wings. They really do. They really do. Really, yeah. really good. Sports yeah, and spirits. Sports and spirits in Evan City. They're okay. World class wings. They're super good. It's it's it's. Yeah. And I mean, words can't describe it. You just have to go and try it yourself. Yeah. Yep. So did you did you do the classic pose on the on the tombstone? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Did you do that? Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. If Eric and I have been there, we've recreated this. Everything, mm -hmm. right? <laughs> yeah. We we got super into doing like dark half and monkey shines uh, over the last year or so. So we we've gotten into the the Romero stuff that you don't always see. Okay. Um. Which is which has been fun because it's like discovering something new. It's like everyone does Creep Show or Night of the Living Dead or Dawn. Of course, um, you know we've done Night ninety and you know Night ninety and Dark Half have a lot of locations in the same area, so it, you can hit a bunch of stuff in in half a day. Um, mm -hmm. down what about Bruiser? You haven't done Bruiser yet? Yes, I have. Okay, okay. <laughs> I've been to Toronto. I, I've been to Toronto a few times. Yeah, um, and and when I went up to George's funeral, and we spent the day in Toronto and I got to visit a couple yeah. of the, the spots from Bruiser. And okay. You know, what's going to happen. I'm going to go to watch Bruiser and then I'm going to remember that I actually saw it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so, Whoa, I've seen this movie. <laughs> hey, but you gave it another watch. So that's all that counts. I will. Mm -hmm. I'll, it's only They're 10 really o'clock. So that's, that's what I'll do. That's yep. I'll you'll be watching watch. Bruiser. I'll be watching the Dawn of the Dead box set. We'll be having a, Eric's got to put season of the witch in or there's always vanilla. Well, and, we'll get something going. Yeah. While I, while I wait on my box set. Yeah. Show. yeah. <laughs> Hopefully we'll have it in the next couple of days. Hopefully I don't mind so. it's been shipped. So yeah, that's we'll have it soon. waiting is that hardest part. Yes. I, I had a buddy of mine from he I bought it from Second Sight and shipped it to a friend in England. He shipped it over to me, and I'm surprised that it got here faster than Zavi or or any place else. Yeah, that's what I think I got mine through Zavi. Yeah, I've ordered from them before. I I've never had any issues with them. I know a lot of people were really hesitant saying about the shipping, and I'm like, I, I think they'll do good on this. It's it's heavy enough. It's not. Hopefully, it doesn't come in a bag. Mm -hmm. um, oh, I almost forgot. Let's see here. I'll take you upstairs. Uh, one, one thing that I really like that I have. Let's see here. We're going upstairs. Oh, there's oh look at the Frankenstein. <laughs> going on a tour of the house here, real quick. What's from light? One thing that I really like that I got from, I think I got it for Zavi. Turn on this light here. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. Here's the Universal Prince. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah. It's beautiful. This here. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, you got one of those. Yeah. It's from uh, France, right? It is. Mm hmm. Very and, cool. of course, the uh, the thorn. Yeah. There it is. There it is. There it is. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, that's awesome. That's the original one, the, uh, the $80 hit. It was. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's awesome that you hung on to that. I got lucky. Just got thrown into a box. A lot of my stuff got lost. So, mm -hmm. yeah. all right, there we go. Let me get back downstairs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's nice when you can hold on to the collectibles from back in the day and go back and just look and say, "Man, that's that got me in," or you have that great story that gets attached to that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There we go. Good. <laughs> all right.
All right, Any Charles. more questions? Any more questions from anyone or? I think we're we're all wrapped up. Yeah. And, uh, I, or Matt, did you have any more questions you want to ask Charles? No, not that I can think of. I mean, we ran the gauntlet tonight. I'm sure you know we could have you on again just to catch up and that'd be fun. Go through more collectibles, and you know we'll bring our collectibles on and <laughs> just have a that'd be fun. A nice little show and tell. Yeah, like I have boxes of the albums that George signed and movie posters and stuff, and I was trying to pull everything out but i just ran out of time so yeah now you've shown us plenty though it's a that was uh yeah no just, uh, what we can see behind you right now is amazing so i appreciate well, well, you giving you. us the tour yeah now, the, the audio version of this people will be saying what's going on that's right <laughs> i think we threw some description in there i yeah. think people will know what we're talking about so mm-hmm yeah. So no, yeah. So I, I definitely am going to send you some of this, this wood paneling from the JC Penney's elevator that, that needs Thank to have you. a place in your collection. Thank you. Um, so you'll have that coming your way here soon. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. And yeah. guys, thanks for having me on your show. It's yeah. Right. No, it's, it's been all of ours. Seriously. This right. has been, this has been amazing. Yeah. Well, Thank you so much, Charles. And we'll, we'll be in touch. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks guys. Thank you, have sir. All right. All right. You too. Thank you. All right. Bye bye. Happy, th yeah. Happy Thanksgiving to you. Happy Thanksgiving. You too, Charles. All right. Take care. Bye. Bye. All right. That was super fun. And man, yeah. I wasn't expecting that tour at the end. That was great. Yeah. No, that was awesome. I just you, you, every time I'd watch him, I'm looking in the background, just seeing all the stuff that you could see in the, you know, all the stuff in the IKEA shelves that he had sitting over there, the busts and mm -hmm. stuff. I mean, that's that's some nice stuff to have. And mm -hmm. you know, like he, he he loves horror, and that's super awesome. Uh, before we get out of here, we want to remind everybody to check out our Patreon at the uh, the link here provided before below. If you're listening uh, audio only, it's uh, www.patreon.com/slash the Garf Official, uh, where we're we're uploading all sorts of stuff. Uh, actually, we uh, we just uploaded an interview with Tina Romero. It's about thirty minutes long. Uh, where she talks about Bruiser. So uh, we're trying to get stuff on there all the time. So get over there, have a look, become a subscriber, and uh, we really appreciate it. Yeah, and every every subscriber, it goes right to help the Garf continue to keep the lights on and, and, and provide new and exciting things in the future with everything related to George. So please, you know, give what you can, be a subscriber. And also uh, check out the website, uh, georgearomerofoundation.org, uh, if you want to just make a, a one-time donation or uh, volunteer, or just uh, check out what we've got going on. Uh, there, there's the uh, link in the banner below. So uh, please check that out. And, uh, and thanks, everybody, for joining us tonight. Uh, we've got a couple things lined up for uh, December. I don't think we're quite ready to roll that up out are we i don't think so not we? not yet we're we're we're, we're mm. getting it getting it all together but we have probably two good shows uh in december um that that we think you guys are really really gonna love and it'll get you get you through the the winter months leading up to christmas uh yeah i'm excited for those two that we that we have um yeah can't talk about them just yet they'll be big and yeah, yeah and if and if it's you know things are going like they normally do. I, I'm sure something else will pop up between now and then. So yeah. we'll, we yeah. shall see, but we've at yeah. least got those, those two on, on the docket, right? Yeah. Now. And don't forget when you go to the, when you go to the George A. Romero foundation.org website, sign up for the newsletter. 
next newsletter is going to come out January 1st, so New Year's Day. You're going to get a newsletter with um, probably at least a first quarter show schedule. We're going to have a bunch mm-hmm. of stuff already already planned out for 2021. So you're going to see a lot of interesting stuff uh, coming your way. Uh, we're, we're perhaps uh, perhaps even some new programming coming down the pipe. I, I don't think we can yeah. even talk about that yet. Yeah. But, uh, so there's yeah the Garf Networks taken off we we have a lot of stuff in the pipeline that it it's just we're just finishing up the the fine tuning of of when and where and what and and we think you guys are really going to enjoy some of the stuff that we we got coming for you agreed well uh and i'm sorry we can't be more uh you know conclusive about what's coming up but we've it, it's coming up we promise <laughs> yeah no we got to give them something to look forward to right like we, exactly. like they're looking forward to it so we're gonna we're gonna give you guys more content so hang tight with us uh well, until next time i am eric and i'm matt and we'll see you next time on the garf network